live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome to the Spare Notes series with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and William Cooper. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Spare Notes series. My name is Matt Tobacco from SpokeTobacco.com, and it's Saturday night. Once again, that's right, it's Spare Notes night. I am live in the Drew Estate Cigar Studios in Boston, Massachusetts, and joined with me tonight, the only other person with me tonight, that's right, Kevin Acuff is on vacation so we will be holding down the fort without him. But that's okay, because it's like old times. It's just me and my very good friend, Mr. William Cooper of Indian Trail, North Carolina. You may know him from Cigar-Coop.com. That's right, the OG, the original blogging gangster who, you know, really set the tone in the blogosphere years ago. Um, Hall of Famer. Damn bloggers. Those damn bloggers. Damn bloggers. Media Hall of Fame member, William Cooper. What's up, Coop? Too kind. Hey, what's going on? Good to be here. Mm. Sorry. I had to pick it at my nail there. It was digging into my finger and it hurt. I apologize. Um, but yeah, no, before the show, you know, got the countdown going on, getting all fired up, getting excited, getting my cigar lit with my SD DuPont accessories, as always. Yep. Um, don't worry, it's not time yet, but I was just, just you know, getting a little extra, a little pump there. And uh, I was talking with my, my uh, I was talking with my man Danny there in the comments, looking for our other regulars. Where's Jay Davis, Dan Thompson, Mickey Pegg? Roll call, calling them out. Where are they? Get your Mi- ass Mi- on Mickey's here. Tra- M- Mickey's traveling because he was in Charlotte. I didn't get a chance to see him, but Mickey is traveling, so I think we, we, I'll give him a you know, give him a pass. I know that too. Time. I know that too. And I was actually yeah, supposed yeah. to, I was actually supposed to meet up with him today because he's in Boston, but with this show. And when he was getting to town, and I was like, it's just going to be too tight of a turnaround, and I yeah. didn't want to be super late Yeah, to he show. wanted to get together yesterday, but it actually was my youngest son's birthday, and, you know, I didn't want to leave. So um, so I didn't get a chance to see Mickey, and he had an event in the morning, and he was flying out right after. Somewhere is what he said. And I'm getting reports that he who shall not be named has arrived as well. Mm. Don't do it. Don't say it. <laughs> Don't say it. <laughs> oh man, Coop's already like fuck. We're only like a minute in. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Um, first things first, Coop. What do you? It looks like I'm not gonna ask you what you're smoking. I'm gonna ask you what are you finishing over there because you're almost down to the nub. Yeah, yeah, and I'll tell you what I'm smoking. So I am. This is a cigar that's gonna be reviewed on Coop. Um, I already went through the review for it. I gotta just publish it. It is the EP Carrillo Platinum Bash. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've smoked that yep. yet. Yep. So this was a limited release. It was one of these uh, crowdsourced selections. They put out a three-pack. You got the vote on the blend. People voted on the San Andreas blend. Um, and uh, I finished the review. I had an extra one. So I, I just I lit it up before the game. Um, and I, I've been smoking it kind of slow. So... Not a bad cigar. Well, I won't say it's, it's Ernesto's best cigar by any means, but it's not a bad cigar. Yeah, I mean the um, the pledge, the encore, the allegiance. I thought all of those were some of the best cigars that came out of EP Carrillo. I mean, yeah, uh, those three cigars. I mean, lights out. Allegiance, allegiance, most likely will land on the coupe list. I believe. I, would I don't say the same will, uh, for us. Yeah, I think Allegiance is going to land on it. Um, this one probably won't. Um, so, and the there's one more EP Carrillo review I have before the review deadline at the end of the month, and that's the Pledge of Allegiance is coming up. 
Oh yeah. So that is that one, one. Of the, I, I, that is like I have like three more cigars to smoke before the deadline. That's one of the three. So, and I'm just kind of spacing them out. But after that, I'm gonna write up um, a brand called Howard G. Uh, the Cameroon. This is a Bear de Pussy favorite. Uh, he's got us all smoking these Howard G. Cameroons, and it's an excellent cigar. So uh, I'll be writing that one up next. Awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah, I know Mitchell and Kevin had a great time at that booth at the trade show earlier this year. They, they, uh, they really went wild. So um, Howard G. Man, it's one to watch. You know. Oh, uh, I tell you what, he is a great. If you if you haven't had him as a guest, get him as a guest. Uh, he is he is a, he's a great interview. He's just a great guy. And, you know, he's partnering with Ike Taylor and Leon Searcy, former NFL guys. Um, he is uh, hes doing some good stuff. hes uh, hes I think he's actually going to be at the Great Smoke this year, which I think is great news. Uh, so That's I, really I think cool. He's got, yeah, I believe he's one of the vendors this year at the Great Smoke. I saw the list this morning. So, first of all, not to change the topic too abruptly, but Jay Davis is here. So... There's that. Oh, no, that. That makes me feel good. Jay Davis got me did, did me a big solid this week. Did he? He got me those. He got me those uh, lunatics. Oh, that's so ten by hundred. Yeah. So yeah, Jay's got them, and they're going and they are going fast. Um, and they're going to be reviewed like uh, like they're going to go into a much earlier review cycle. Uh, they'll probably be reviewed by the end of November because those coffins are just too big. To keep in the humidor, and uh, you know, it's just uh, I got, it's taking way too much space up. So there's gonna be a review. I'll, I'll put it in for at least 21 days, and then after that, um, it's probably gonna bump some stuff up in the review, but it won't bump the 2023 list. So uh, it will be after the 2023 reviews are done. Now, Jay Davis, Kapler to the Red Sox, rumor free. Um, Jay. Listen, it was all we fun, and, it was all fun and games when it was. It was all fun and games when it was the San Francisco Giants, who I don't think we know anyone who's a fan of who follows Ro- us. Rob Rasmussen uh, is, uh, but yeah. Okay, one guy. So safe to. But now, I mean, this is dangerous. This is. It's not funny anymore. You know what I mean? Like that. Don't you know? Bear Duplicy, where are you at? I need. Fucking, I gotta. I'm gonna tag Bear because yeah. Bear, where are you? Bear, Bear is not. We we messaged him yesterday on that actually. He, uh, but he was I, he was pretty busy at work. In fairness, so, um, and and look, this is I, you know I don't need to say anything <laughs> on how I feel about this. So, uh, so and I won't. So, I just tagged Bear, and I was like, I, I need you, I need you in here right now, because like I can't debate with Jay all night on this. So I need Bear to show up in the comments to be like, the, this it, is it, why it, it, like we don't want Gabe. So, uh, I mean the guy, I mean honestly. There's so many. Be- I mean, let's take my personal feelings of Gabe Kapler aside. Why would there's so many good general manager candidates out there? Um, for, or, or that could be or president, Red Sox president of, of baseball operations. I, I would just be dumbfounded if they would bring in. Forget how I feel about him. There's some experienced candidates out there that I think could do a great job with the Red Sox. So, uh, including we have a, a guy who used to be at the Phillies, Matt Clentak, who I think was. A, a little young when he was with us, and you know, but he he you know he was responsible for bringing Bryce Harper to our team. So, mm-hmm. um, so I mean he he would be, I think you know I think he might be ready for, but but there's got to be just better candidates than a guy who's never had uh he was not even an assistant GM this guy. So I mean forget what I feel about him. What a because, bomb! Uh, 
doesn't matter. The Orioles are going to dominate that division for the next five years. I agree. Kapler is not if the they answer. Don't, if they don't pay those guys, they won't. But but uh, you got to pay yeah, those. I, don't know. Like I was going to say, Coop. I agree with you. I mean, uh, yeah. Orioles, listen, uh, I, uh, they're good. They they got one of the best farm systems. And I'll say this other thing: this this Arizona wow. team that we're playing is a legitimately good team, and they are managed by a guy who used to be by the Reds with the Red Sox, Tori Lovello, who oh, I yeah. think is one of the best. Sometimes he scratches. I, I he makes me scratch my head with his moves. This guy, I don't know how he does it because this team, this team is he. This team, in all reality, I'm shocked they even made the playoffs. And he is absolutely getting the most out of this team right now. Um, as opposed to our manager, who I'm convinced I like our manager, but he's we're not going to win a championship with him. He's not a championship caliber manager we have right now. So, um, and it's a problem. Uh, you can see he's not a championship caliber manager. Tori Lovello is. So, according to the wise and all-knowing Alan Rubin, Kapler has experience in the front office. He was the director of player development for the Dodgers. For what? Like, uh, are, are, we real, are we really going to talk <laughs> Alan Rubin and Gabe Kapler? That's all I got to say. Are we really going to go down that route? No. I just, I just wanted to bring up the stupid <laughs> comment that was made. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> You really think the I, day, you think day, I believe day, him? Day, like, oh, yeah, that's a Yankees great idea. If bring him in, he'll be freaking going apeshit. So, yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, just – I thought yeah. I just thought I just thought that was good comedy because it was it was just kind of dumb. It's but. not even funny. It's sad. It's not even funny. Sad. We got so, we got, we gotta have something better to talk about than that. Ah, <laughs> uh, I know, I know, I know. We do, we do. We have some things we're gonna get to. But first, let's talk about um, the accessories. That we, I got. You know what? I just realized I grabbed my work hat. This is a hat that I've designated just for work. That's why it's so messy looking. And I accidentally grabbed that one instead of my nice one for the show. So now I feel fucking. Dingy, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, I want yeah. Coop's opinion on this blast, uh, and he does from Jay Davis, who says, "As do the Rangers, though they have exceeded expectations this year, but they need more great. to beat Houston." Agree. Agree. Yeah. Agree. Agree. Uh, they they're close, you know. Sick of Houston. You know, obviously Scher- Scherzer didn't is not doing what they wanted to do. Uh, Degrom got hurt. Um, yeah, they're they're. They're, but they're they're a good team. I mean, they're close. They're, I I don't. Yeah, they're close. They're they're close. I think that you know if they don't get it this year, um, they got a good shot at next year, provided that they have the right off season. They, they, yeah, they have the manager. You know, maybe they get the ground back and he's better. Uh, yeah, I uh, I like this Rangers team for the next few years. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. But first, let's talk about what we're cutting and lighting with, as always. Um, here in the Drew Estate Cigar Studios, there's only one brand of accessories that we use. That's right. It's SD DuPont featuring the new Deffy Extreme in Petrol yeah. Blue. Uh, beautiful new finish that just came out this year. We saw this at PCA 2023. Matte blue. It's like a it's like a magnetic blue. It's, it's yeah. nice. A little bit lighter than a royal blue. And the matte yeah. finish. The matte finish really brings it together, I have to say. Yeah. And Coop's got the – he also has one. He's got a nice polar white. That's a uh, yeah. beautiful lighter. It's a great lighter. Um, it's I am really impressed with. I have not used the Deppy Jet, so I was able to get one of these uh, from Les actually for the show. Um, so thank you to Les and um, huge thank you to Les, man. Yeah, huge thank you to Les because this thing uh, and and these these are on loan to us by the way. But uh, I told Les I'm going to be getting one of these. So. <laughs> um, 
know, because these these are not you know these are not uh, you know these are high end lighters. So they are. Uh, but I'm so impressed with this lighter. Um, it, it's just got a great grip. It's just really easy to use. It, it's great for touch ups. It's got that you know you got that flame. It's a little hard to see, but the angle flame. So it's it's a double jet that kind of goes into a single jet. Uh, it's a great lighter. It really is. Uh, fantastic lighter. I also always have my, my single jet maxi jet lighter with me. Um, I also have the ST DuPont Slim 7. Nice, real small, but thin. Look how, look how thin that yep. is. It is just razor yep. thin with a razor thin blade flame. You can kind of make that out right there. Uh, and then, of course, I have my dual combo cutter and cigar stand. Only from the best of the best, ST DuPont be exceptional. Um, we have uh, our guests are really starting to pour in here tonight. Um, Jay's here, Danny's here, John's here, Mitchell Santaga's here from SmokingTobacco.com. Carlito Fuente is here. Uh, huge shout Carlito? out, to, yeah, Carlito Fuente's here. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't. Maybe Les Man will pop in. Everyone's talking about Les Man, of course. Uh, Great I was guy. Actually, I was Is actually it? with Les and Carlito last Saturday night at uh, Regency Scar Emporium, East Greenwich yeah. Island, uh, for an yep. event. Carlito was the uh, was the guest of the so, evening. I, and I was doing moonshine while you guys were there. Ironically, because I was in Tennessee and I had mm. some moonshine. There you so go. it was kind of ironic. I said, "Hey, I'm doing the moonshine, and you're with Moonshine Charlie." So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I was, I was with him. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it was kind of, it was kind of ironic. Yeah, I was drinking and smoking with Less Man, and then Carlito sashayed into the room, and yeah, you know, yeah, did the, uh, thing, yeah. I was, I was jealous. I was jealous. I wish I was with you guys, but I had a, you know, um, smoking a Chateau Fuente few- just for you, Carlito. Not that I knew you were going to be here, but I just happened to be. Happen to be smoking that, so <laughs> I, I have some Fuentes put aside, hopefully for Monday or Tuesday. So you know, so they're aside right now because there's a uh, hopefully something special happens Monday, or Tuesday with the Phillies. So what they advance the World Series? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know what? I, I'll, I'll smoke. <laughs> I'll smoke them anyway to congratulate the season. I didn't think we get this far even this year, but but yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be for uh, uh you know they're gonna be for Monday and Tuesday. So. I have a 20th and an Oro. Uh, I'm going to be smoking. Well, good for you. Those are some great cigars. Uh, yeah. Definitely celebratory. Oh, look at Jay. Everybody, it's a Fuente night. Smoking a Fuente Magnum Rosado 52. Yeah. That's one of my favorite Fuentes. Uh, yeah. That's a great cigar. I I, I just saw um, something about Fuente Mania. That's at, the, at Holtz, right? And we just yeah. interviewed uh, Andy Green uh, on from Thursday Ashton. night from Ashton. Uh, what a, I know Andy. I know you know him, too. Yep. Uh, this is the first time I had him on a, a full show, and he is just a – what a great guy. What a great yeah. guy, and what a history he gave us of that brand as well. It's uh, You know, and there's a long, long connection with Fuente with that brand too. So uh, what, a, what, a, what a great uh, interview. Uh, Andy was great. So Andy's a great guy, um, both professionally and personally. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I really I really like him a lot. He, he's a very uh, – you know, he always he's always generous with his time. Um, he's always very gracious, very helpful. I've had a lot of great conversations with Andy. I've, to- I've told people, if, if you're not visiting Ashton at the trade show, you're missing out. Um, they have been great to us the last three years. Um, I tell people, if you're going to go there, they usually they recommend he recommends go day three because yep. he is much more open after day three, and, and sure enough, he was this year. So, um, you know, they, and he's always made extended time for us uh, in the booth. So, um, you know. Great, great boost to go visit at PCA. He's one of uh, one of my favorite places to go every year. Well, 
it's funny that you bring up PCA because one of the things we can talk about tonight is uh, some PCA news that just dropped yesterday, which you can read on both of our websites. Yep. Um, but the PCA formally announced to us yesterday that they will be no longer charging the media any fees to attend the trade show. Um, or let me back up. Let me reword that. There are no more yearly membership fees, which also includes admission to the trade show. Uh, ergo, media now has free admission into the trade show. However, uh, the PCA also said that they would be revisiting their vetting process in which people um, are screened and selected to come to the trade show. Um, I know, Coop, you and I have talked about this on the shows before. We have mm -hmm. talked with members of the PCA regarding concerns we have. I mean, look, we've, we've talked about manufacturers giving out badges to people to come to the trade show who maybe more or less don't belong there. Um, right. And taking advantage of that just to get into the show. Yeah. And then they're not even at that booth. They're just they're, they're sauntering around, um, you know, just kind of putting a bad uh, reputation on media as a whole uh, because they're saying that that's what they're doing, even though the manufacturer is getting them in. And then meanwhile, the rest of us are paying to come to the trade show, and we have to wait until the first day of the trade show to get in with all of the VIP people. So we don't yeah. even get like we don't even get any uninterrupted time to do any interviews. Meanwhile, they get to go in from day one of load in because they're on a manufacturer's badge, so they get to yeah. go in there whenever they want to, and they get to go in for free. And the rest of us who are paying to be there have to you know be there in a much more limited time in the grand scheme of things. And I know to maybe the outsider, you're like, well, how does that concern me? Or, oh, that just sounds like you guys are complaining. But it's like, you don't understand, as people in the media who go to that trade show for a specific purpose, it's all planned out. I mean, it's it's a lot of time that yeah. we spend. It's planned out. It's very strategically, you know, put together on, on what days you go to who, what booth and whatever. And then when you have a team like myself, Cigar Coop, Half Wheel, um, yeah, there's this planning involved. We don't just show up and walk around like we're at an event. No, 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 no. That's not what this is. So, you know, any extra time we have is huge for us. So when you get people who are walking in for free, you know, it cost me, what did it cost me? It cost me almost $600. Just $600, in, yeah. Just in fees this year, just to get everyone yeah. into the trade show because I had to buy more badges because we have, we have an even bigger team. So, you know, yeah, it, it's, it's a little frustrating to see that. On top of that, on another conversation that we've had recently is i know that several people had raised concerns is why are we paying membership dues to an organization that's now competing with us for cigar reviews and stories and the media aspect um so now the pca has dropped those fees for the media and will also be um requiring folks to submit multiple forms of con uh, content to show that they are, you know, a legitimate journalistic media source um, to attend the trade show. So yeah. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah well, I mean, um, first let me kind of, I'll kind of address a couple of things here. Um, the problem wasn't the fees in my opinion, mm -hmm. uh, because, while I think it was a little unfair to have a fee on media, don't get me wrong. Um, it was not a compared to all my other expenses. I'm not trying to. It was a smaller expense, okay. And when I was I think you and I were talking about the grand scheme of what it costs to go to PCA. 
Yeah. Um, and I understand we need to support the organization. And it doesn't mean necessarily that we won't I won't financially support the organization um just because they dropped the fees. So um but this you gotta remember why the fees were put in, okay? The fees were put in to discourage the trick or treaters that hit the PCA or the IPCPR trade show in two thousand ten. Um, that's how the damn bloggers thing kind of started. But there was a bunch of people who came into that trade show thinking it was a great smoke. Um, and, and, you know, I put a little on the IPCPR at the time who I don't think really set guidelines that, you know, for these people to come in. I don't, I don't think, you know, I think, I, you know, but don't get me wrong. People shouldn't behave unprofessionally. Um, so what they, there was a big controversy on that, on whether, uh, bloggers at the time should be allowed in or not. And it was a, a fight, and, I, and it was a compromise done where, okay, they can come in, and, but they're going to have to pay to come in. And that's why the fee was put in for all practical purposes. Right. Here's what happened. Along the way, the people who were uh, – there were people who figured out they can get in and bypass the media route. Namely, they can call on a manufacturer and get a badge and get into the trade show. Mm-hmm. Um, and – that caused, like Matt just said, a whole bunch of problems. Where and the big problem was the a- the access. Okay, so they can get on the trade show on setup day. We can't for insurance reasons, which I can respect. All right, but they were getting on. These guys could be on the trade show for two hours before everyone else. There was content being put up from booze, like on that setup day, that we didn't even have a fair chance at access for. Right, so there was this irony that that I'm paying dues. But the people who were getting the badges from the manufacturers um, were getting on the trade show floor, right? It, it, was, it, it, was just, it was just something really broken about this, right? Uh, we're trying to do things the right way. You and I are trying to do things the right way, Matt, but, but this was happening, right? Then at the, there was, this came up at the press conference this year, and, and Scott Pierce made a comment at the press conference saying there was some incidents, again, of unprofessional behavior, which I probably should have pressed him on that in the meeting. I didn't. And he made the point of saying it wasn't anyone who was in the media press conference. And it was also like an implication that um, it was happening with the people getting in with these badges. Um, I will tell you several members of the media went to Scott Pierce saying there were all these people on the floor with, with, with uh, badges from manufacturers. We saw a bunch of them on the floor. I'm not saying they were bad guys or anything, but again... There were people who were not going in with a process. And I made a comment. I said, well, maybe next year I should just go to this company and get my badges for my team because I'm going to get more access. And it was kind of a little bit of an aha moment, I think, when I made that comment to a couple of the PCA guys. And they were very interested in hearing what I had to say about this. Um, So ultimately, I think the problem is the loophole is almost impossible to enforce, right? They're going to try, and we'll talk about that. So I think... And I think there were a lot of media guys who were saying, look, why are we paying to get in? And at the same time, there was this, this paradox where I'm paying to get in, but I'm getting less access than the, than the people who bypassing the, the credentials. So I, I think the best solution here was, is what they did. I, 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 I put, they killed two birds with one stone. The question is now, they are going to have to tighten up who's getting into the trade show, vet the credentials. And if people are bypassing, I'll get in the badges, are they going to enforce that? And I have some questions on that because PCA has not shown they can do that in the past. 
Um, now when I when I joined PCA or IPCBR, I had a, I got my credentials vetted. I had a, I sent this binder with, with content, like a, I sent a, a notebook binder with content, and and I, I you know I actually sent the physical page, and I actually sent electronic links as well. I, I sent all that, but when you joined, there wasn't much of a process from what you told me. No. So by the time you got in, there wasn't really much question that you just they kind of stamped you and you got in. So they got away from that. Um, and, uh, you know, but the other thing is the PCA has not shown they are in the police business yet. Um, and we've seen that with, you know, just what people bring on the trade show floor, some of these crazy products and everything. Um, so I have not seen them able to do that. So they're taking a step here, which I think is the right step, but it leaves a lot of uh, problems here, right? If, yeah. You know what I mean? If, if they don't, because if they don't vet and they don't enforce, it's going to be the same problem and maybe worse. So, um, but I have some confidence that they can get this done because this, I know not everyone says Scott Pierce is perfect. And I think, he, you know, he's made some mistakes along the way. But th in terms of how he's worked with the media, I felt he has tried to work with the media here. He has. I have to. So, yeah. So, so I have to, I have to say that. You have to say that, and and when we were at that meet, when we were at at that press conference, I'm not saying he agreed. Like there was some of the Antoine stuff, he wasn't on the same page with. Obviously, he had a different view of that. But this thing, which he, you know, a lot of us, and and I know people afterwards went to Scott and said, "Hey, here's some badges. Like like here are examples of people who are on the trade show floor, um, with with, with invalid credentials. So it, it's happening. It's clear it was happening." So that's why that happened. Um, it's a good decision. I think it was a, it was the right decision. Um, and we just got a home run. Did you? Yes, we just got a home. Schwarber just hit a home run. Yeah. So solo shot. Another solo shot, unfortunately. Yeah. So oh. apologies. I didn't mean to. Uh, so so yeah, that's kind of where we are with that. Um, Matt, the other thing I'll just say, and I'm gonna let you talk. I was really surprised at the teeth this story had. On Coop, um, I mentioned it was one of our biggest traffic days of the year, and I think it was fourth, the fourth biggest traffic day of the year when I did the numbers this morning. Um, and you know there were a couple of others that were bigger. So uh, obviously FDA, um, and I had a, I had one like story go viral, and I forget what the other one was. So people were interested in this story. They could say they're not, but they were, which surprised me. I didn't think this would have as many teeth as it did. Yeah, so I agree. I think this was the right move. Uh, you know, as somebody who, you know, is going into their fourth year attending PCA, uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 the right move. Um, you yeah. know, we're not. Jay's right on that comment up there. By the way, I'm, I'm sorry, Jay's right on that comment. They did do that, yes. Yeah. I don't know if they went enough, but they did did that, yeah. There were other examples, maybe that they did. But um, go ahead, Matt. I'm sorry. No, I mean, like I know people gave me crap because I was critical of certain people being at the show after my first and second years. But you also have to understand something, though. Like I went into it doing it the right way, and I spent money, and I had sponsorship money. I got skin in the game, um, yeah. you know, and I. I did, I did, you know, even though, like, I, I was new at one time, and I don't consider myself that new anymore, I've, I've been around, um, you know, I also felt like, even when I was new, I followed the proper channels, and I respected the boundaries, and when I saw other people not respecting that, it's like, well, 
here I am putting in all this work to do things the right way and you see people cutting corners and it's just kind of disrespectful because I've always just been under the the chain of thought of like well you do things the right way you follow the rules and you and you and you work hard and and then people will yeah. respect you not like well you cut corners and then you just make it happen like I understand that sometimes that happens in life and we've all done it and we've all been there but at the same time you know you I think that the the best people try to avoid it you know if they can and then some people just find loopholes and exploit them but yeah. i will say you know walking around the trade show this year I, I saw people who you know i recognize from social media and while personally I, I i you know they're nice people and i don't have any harsh feelings about them, i'm like well okay so what are they doing here um you know i know that you know the guys from dojo were saying you know like they thought there was too much media and to some degree they are right um there's a lot of media people walking in there and, like, I saw this one girl going around with her phone, like, doing cigar education stuff. It's what she said. I don't know. I don't know if she has a website. I don't think she does. I think she said she mostly makes TikTok videos, which, listen, I understand. But, you know, Why, what happens? See, the problem is, is what happens is the trade show is already so busy. And there's already so much going around. And there's a handful of us that are there not just for video but also for real you know journalistic work so we like we write articles we report on stuff we take photos we we do a lot we do video too because people like that but there's a lot more we do to it so and we take up manufacturers time to do that we do it number one we want to pull back the curtain yeah we make money on it as the media it's i mean it, it can't really hide from it and lie from it i mean you guys see the 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 names and stuff that you know Drew Estate sponsored all of our trade yeah. show coverage. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it's right there. I mean, yeah, they we, pay we us three, money we to go three, there. We had three sponsors ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so we, like we, it, it, I, I, yeah, you know, I agree with you. I mean, I agree with you. Um, that's why you know, I just, I, Coop, Coop. The reason why I'm saying all this is I'm trying to, because you always get the people who are like you guys are complaining and blah blah blah. Oh, you get like you, you, you're talking. You don't want other people to show, but like, what about you? And it's like so. The, but the reason is, is because. There's some of us that go to the show to do a lot of not just video but journalistic work, and we have money on the line and the skin in the game. And then you have yeah. a lot of people who just show up to make content for you know Instagram, TikTok, and stuff like that. And when you already have manufacturers complaining that there's too much media, it's like, well, who should be given the priority? Uh, the people with websites who write articles and have shows and do videos and do all that stuff that actually, you know, gain a lot of different kinds of traffic from different kinds of things that do help promote what they're doing. And, you know, when you have the same people coming in there 20 times a day being like, I make a video for Instagram and they got sales to make. It's like, okay. Versus, you know, someone like myself or Coop or Charlie Monado or the guys from Dojo or, um, you know, cigar aficionado, you know, those guys are there too. And, you know, we sit down for an actual interview, which some of, you know, we do video, but then we actually sit down and we take notes and we're like, well, what are you coming out with? We take our photos. We, we get information that we build a whole article on a web page that gets traffic that they share out, that gives people very detailed information and pictures of the new products that the consumer is looking for and that they're going to want to know about. And that is why we do what we do. And so when you have that going on over and over and over again, and it seems to be like too much, yes, obviously the manufacturers find it overwhelming. And it's like, well, how do we cut it down? Well, it's like you cut it down by 
you know, the people who are not really bringing, I mean, and I know people are going to argue with this and, you know, we'll, we'll deal with it when it comes. But I, in my opinion, I feel like it's, it's more valuable to have the people like, you know, those of us with websites who write articles and put stuff out that, that gains significant more traffic um, and more detailed promotion of the things that are going on at the trade show. Um, it's for nothing Phillies now, by the way. Um, yeah, but Harper hit a home run. Yeah, I don't know if you saw my reaction. <laughs> I didn't. Um, yeah, but, I mean, but, but just just to explain, because you know we say things on the surface and everyone jumps at us for saying it, but like those are the real reasons why. Yeah. And so when you got like you know to like Eric's point, because I know Eric's like I think there's too much media there. Um, I mean, yeah, See, I mean, that that I yeah. think that's and I think that's what he's talking about is it's like you have but, the core of us and then you have all these other people and half of the the majority of those people. They weren't even paying the four hundred and fifty dollar right. fee for P- PCA. But, they were coming but, in with Rocky Patel and everybody else. But this is where I disagreed with Eric, right? He was, uh, Eric's a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Eric was like, "We'll raise the fees." No, if you raise, I the disagree fees, with you that gonna, too. You you were gonna create this this uh, what I call the rogue media channel. Much more, you'd have more people now floating over to the manufacturers. That couldn't happen, right? That that's why they had to take the step they took here. Uh, so now there's no excuse. Now there's no excuse for these people to go through the right channel um, on this. And I'll say this. Look, I, there are some influencers out there who do some very good work. Um, yep. And I have no problem with them. But they need to follow the same process as everyone else is following to get in. And, look, I think it's great that they're going to be revisiting my credentials every year and your credentials. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's, I think it's I, and I'm assuming this is going to be some Antoine's going to be heading up, right? Yep. Which is a good thing, right? So I love that they're going to be looking at existing sites and make sure that they're kind of doing their job here as well. Um, so there's no excuse for these for these people now and to get in. Now, the problem is you have some of these influencers who – are brought in by a manufacturer to be their influencer, and then they start walking around the trade show floor and doing content. Uh, I know one company brought a photographer in, and this photographer would be there for like one day, and then he's off doing his own content everywhere else. Those are the types of things that I think are, like, again, he should be going through a, he, he should not be brought in from company XYZ. He should be applying for his credentials, and he could go wherever he wants, but, you know, he shouldn't be getting a badge on that. In fact, the process should be, you, if you're going to do photography, even if you're working for one company, or if you're going to be a TikTok video for one company, you need to go through the credential media route. That's going to be the big question is how well a job PCA is going to get that message out to these people. That's the part I, I, I think it's going to take a couple of years. I don't think this is going to be a silver bullet this year. But I'm willing to give it a shot here, saying that this is a step in the right direction here. Um, but, so that, that's why I think it was the right decision to remove the fees. Um, because, again, now you have taken this off the table. This, the money issue is not there anymore. Now, I've been kind of also the other thing, I'll be honest with you. I've heard people say I can't afford to go to the trade show because of the fees. I'm like, I, I have a tough time with that with, with the price of hotels and airfare. Like, is that the – because – that's, I mean, I don't know. That's just me. That's just, I, I can understand maybe you're a one-man show. That, that 450 is much more to absorb than if you're a three-man person with the 450. So I kind of get that piece, too. Yeah, I mean, we have five people now. I mean, maybe six. Yeah. Could be could be six soon. Um, you know, it's a lot of people. 
to bring to this trade show. When you I have mean, to, when you have to pay, mean, when you have to. So on the old way, you got three, and then every every single after that was yeah. 150 bucks. So you know, you do the math on that. Then, yeah, you know, it's my it's my business. It's my website. You know, yeah. it's like I have to pay to get there and stay there, and all my other fees. I have to sometimes we have to buy new equipment or we have to. Um, you know, there's, there's, when you add it all up, it's, it's thousands of dollars to go to this trade show. But that's the co- that's the cost of doing business if we're going to cover the trade show the right, right way. Right, and that's fine. And I, and I understand you, you got to spend money to make money, and that's what we do. Right. But when right. it's not like you go into an event and you're paying like $100 for tickets and you're getting some cigars with like a baggie and, you know, you get to walk around and get free food. Like, that's not, it's it's not the great smoke. You know, not that yeah. I'm not knocking the great smoke. Don't, right. just making a point. Right. You know, I'm making a point that it's not the great smoke. It's a professional business uh, event, and you know we are there to be professional and do the things that make the manufacturers um, hopefully happy. Sometimes not, because you know, unfortunately, yep. sometimes people have shitty trade shows. Um, no, it but, happens. But we're, it happens. But, but we're but but regardless, we're there to cover the show and to something that Coop always likes to stress is not just cover the show, but capture the vibe of the trade vibe. show. Yep. capture the vibe of the trade show. Which we so, didn't do a good job again this year with that, but we're getting... We have some... I think we have a better plan, hopefully, this year, but yeah. Look at Jay Davis. Jay Davis is a smart fellow, you know? Just the cost of sending Mitchell Santaga from Canada must be enormous. Um, one good thing oh, yeah, is, yeah. in Las Vegas, he's closer to Vegas than I am, so his flight's shorter, therefore it's cheaper. But yeah, I mean, you got to think about shit like that. Like, you know, it costs them money... You know, to come down from Canada, like it's a it's a whole ordeal. You know, it's not like yeah. you know people people, think, yeah. people. I feel like a lot of people think when they hear us like complaining about stuff, they think like, yeah. oh, it's it's just a cigar event. Like, why do you? Yeah. It's like it's not though. It's it's not like just a cigar yeah. event. This is a very professional um, yeah. thing. And for media, time is of the essence. We don't have like yeah. extra time to waste. So all these little things matter, and it's expensive yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, there was there was a clearly broken. Thing, the way the system was and I have not heard anyone come up with a solution yet to fix th- what's broken in the system uh, Eric tro- I mean Eric had a different view of it so I'm, I'm not beating up on Eric I mean he had a different view I didn't agree with that one but I saw some you probably saw that half wheel thread today with some of the the asinine comments uh, in there I mean there was just some asinine feedback in there today uh, it was uh, you know I mean it, where like sorry no where quote. on half wheels Facebook page there was a bunch of of asinine comments today, I saw. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it I was. Saw. I mean, by someone who hasn't been to the trade show in four years, right, and despises <laughs> media, right. So, uh, so I mean, that's. But and and it just was spewing stuff that wasn't even true, right? It's like this person was saying that media was vetting other media. Like, where do you come up with this stuff? That no, no. Uh, media never has vetted other media. It's been by previous regimes that asked us to do it. I ain't gonna say they haven't, but no one's ever done that. I mean, no one I know in the media would ever say they want to decide who comes in and out of the trade show, whether you like someone or not. You don't want to be making that decision. That's not our decision to make. I That's agree. the trade judge's decision. Yeah. Uh, it was just, yeah. But I mean, there was a lot of just misinformation about that, but but very few solutions. Um, and I'm at least willing. Like, and, and Eric even said it in his comments. It's something different. Let's give it a chance here, and let's see if it works. And I think that's that's what my approach is going to be before. And then I'm sure we're gonna we're gonna uh, Monday morning quarterback this on April 1st, right? And we'll have something 
this worked, this didn't work, it's a step in the right. You know, PCA, you know, made some changes over the past few years, and it seemed to work. It seemed to be a step in the right direction. So let's give – I'm going to give them some confidence here that they can get this done here. And, um, um, yeah, so I, that's kind of what I have to think about that. Think so the other, the, the other thing, too, I wanted to point out is I saw a guy there who I recognized from social media who is, I think, mostly a photographer. Um, uh-huh. Maybe he does some cigar stuff. I don't know. I mostly just right. see it. And I saw him walking around the trade show, like, with his camera, like, taking photos. Like, not, like, photos for his articles, like me, you, and everyone else does. But just, just taking photos of the trade show. Um, and then I, I also saw him comment, like, oh, like, yeah, no more fees for me. And it's like, well... Yeah, but what are you doing there in the first place? Like, are you just walking around taking photos with people? Like, you know, but that's like, that's just my point being that's a key example of like someone who's not there doing any journalism, who's getting in his media, who's like, oh, yeah, now it's free for me to go. But it's like, but you're you're on the list of those people who's like, well, why are you there, though? Like, are you yeah. contributing to media coverage or are you just getting in there because it's cool to go to PCA and take photos with everybody? And it's like. That's kind of, and then to back to Eric's point of like, well, there's too much media there. It's like, well, yeah, you got people like that. That's where. But again, the extra if they put a process, if they if they put the process in place, they, and the process is is, and I think it's gonna take a couple of years to do this. I don't. Think I agree. Gonna, I, I don't think I it's agree. gonna happen this year. Perfect. So, I, I think if we, the way I'll look at it, if I see things in the right direction, um, I'm sure there's gonna be some adjustments they have to make with this. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But you're, you're, yeah, 100% right on that. Um, and Jay put up here, thanks, no, Coop. You, you give PZ yeah. some latitude to consider how different the show was in 2019 versus 13. Heading oh, in the absolutely. correct direction. I agree. No, Jay's right. Coop's yeah. right. Everybody, be, everybody's we, right we, here. We, I mean, If I it's agree. a disaster, I'm sure they'll address it. Okay? Is what I'm going to say. With the current if regime, it, if it's a disaster, they will fix it. Yeah. We'll spin around fast because I could. Yeah. I, this regime, while, you know, maybe they're not perfect, they've been pretty good. And they're also the kind of people who I think take action quickly. If something doesn't work, it's like, all right, we got to get out of this. They're not going to let it linger and be like, yeah, well, let's just leave it in place and see if it gets better. Like, they're not people to take a chance. They're like, yeah, no, yeah. let's tighten this back up. We got to try something different because we can't have this again. And I respect that. Yeah. I, I saw one other comment I wanted to just discuss with you on this. Sure. There was this notion that. Media should be paying to support the organization, okay? And I have I have an ambivalent answer on this, okay? I agree we should support the organization, okay? Danny's and I think if, right the fee- <laughs> if the fees are lifted and people are in a position to make a donation to the PCA, I'd encourage them to do that, okay? Uh, I'm not sure how everyone's going to be in that position, so it's, I don't want to put anything on But if they can, but... This notion that if, like, I almost feel like I was, I had, like, a T-tax put on me by going to the trade show. While there's a whole bunch of media guys who don't go to the trade show, well, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? Okay, you guys support? Are you guys sending money into the PCA? To fighting for your, are you, are you sending money into the CRA? I mean, I'm just, it, it seems like I'm almost, I almost felt like I was penalized for this, right? Which I feel was kind of unfair. Don't get me wrong, I believe, I always, like I said, I've never had a problem with the fees, although I think, like I said, this we got to fix it now because of this. But like I said, I don't get what. Well, am I paying the T tax to cover the trade show? 
You know, does that make sense to me? Well, someone at home, and, and someone who doesn't go to the trade show as a website made a comment today, and I, and I didn't want to get into it on social media, but I'm like, well, okay, are you making a contribution as well? Because I feel, you know, I feel if you're going to throw stones like that and say we should be doing that, then you should be doing it too, whether you're going to the trade show or not. Because it's, it's an industry, and we got to support our hobby and whatever, right? So I'm just being straight on that. It should be, you know, shouldn't be on burden to the people who are going to the trade show already. I think you should go and contribute whether you go or not because it's the right thing to do. And if you're in a position to do that, then do it. Not everyone's in that position. Yeah, the other thing I, I want to address. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just I'm reviewing some of these comments because I'm sure more were added since I looked at it last. And it looks like there is. Um Yeah, what? Sorry, I'm just, I'm just, I, I don't mean to like leave a dead air. I'm just, I'm reading a comment and I'm trying to decide if and how I want to respond to this. If, um, I think if you guys, it's a questionable thing. Don't respond until you're ready. But I, I don't think we should get distracted with it. That's in my opinion. Yeah, I just, I think it's, I think it's funny that, that guys who don't go to the trade show. Or telling that, me I should I should be supporting the industry. I mean, it's just I, I don't think it was. I don't know if we're talking. I don't know. I don't know if we're talking about the same person. I just want to say it's more that. than one person. It's more than one but person. So. There's one person right. specifically who said better off having no media there. Well, okay. Well, that guy. That's the same guy who uh, who was saying. Yeah, it's the same. That that guy's a clown. Yeah. So he wants okay. to Yeah, as a brand owner who is very disgruntled at the PCA. And would and is very disgruntled at the media. And last time I checked, so. most media didn't cover his stuff anyway. So, no, no. Um, so <laughs> it's a so. disgruntled guy, you know. There's a there's and then there's disgruntled guys. There's, this guy's a disgruntled guy. Yeah, you do it to yourself. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah exactly. He's not even worth mentioning on the air, by the way. No, I'm not. I won't even give him his name on the air. No, yeah. I'm it's not, not worth it. it. I'm not gonna. You guys could time. figure it out. You guys could probably figure it out. But yeah. Um. What was I gonna say? Um, what I, the other thing too is you know people make comments like about oh yeah well the media only goes there to dry bake for cigars. First of all, yeah, there's been a problem with people going there with the intent of they want to trick or treat like they're at the Great Smoke or the Big Smoke or any of the other big events where consumers go and they get stuff because that's part of going. Yeah. And they think they're gonna go to PC and just be like, well, why are we getting free stuff? And it's like we don't go for free stuff. What I will say though, however, is as a media person who has a team of multiple people right. who has to provide all of them cigars. And those of us who have been doing this for a while and have presented Whoa. the case that you know we don't need free samples, but manufacturers will give us things, both at the trade show, and they send us things to our, our homes or offices. What, what, I've said this a hundred times, Matt. What's so wrong about asking for a sample? It's It's been this taboo thing in the business. You know what? You could say no to me. Right, they don't want to say no. They they're afraid, so they make up all these excuses about trick or treaters and stuff getting stolen. But but there's not as a as a media person, we have a right to see, touch, smell, and try the product, and we have a right to ask for that. Um, I don't think we should be demanding boxes of cigars or anything like that. And I think we should be doing it, to make sure we're engaged in a in a conversation for content before you do that. Right. So I don't think hey, give me some cigars and you're on your way. I don't think that should it should be. You should be engaging with the content, and as part of that engagement, you should have a right to ask for a sample. And and if they don't want to give you a sample, they're shorthanded. 
just say, just say no. I mean, it's, it's, this is not a, but I, I've, you know, they put that rule in years ago where media couldn't ask for samples. I don't think it's enforced anymore, to be honest with you. I may still be on the books, but there was a rule where you couldn't ask for samples for many years. And, and I, I remember the media guys who were kind of dealing with IPC Barra back then, I lambasted them over that thing. I said, why would you agree to that? Because like, they all want to go to trade show and they were willing to do it. I'm like, why would you do that? You're, you're immediately putting yourself as an unprofessional. You're not putting yourself up there as a professional there. Um, you know, all it had to be is, if, is tell the manufacturers if you don't want to give samples out to media, you don't give them out to media. It's simple. But they agreed to that rule for many years. It was, it was a terrible decision by them, but for the media to agree to that. Well, the other thing, too, is and I had this discussion with someone recently regarding samples. I said, look, I go, well, this is what happens every year. People call me and they go, why wasn't my cigar on the list? And I go, well, I don't know. We only smoked, you know, X amount, which is still a high number. But it's like, we can't try everything. We can't smoke everything. You know, we can't always get to everything. You know, I I buy cigars from my guys. I send them stuff, especially Mitchell. I have to buy him a lot of stuff and get it to Canada. And all. It's a, you know, I have to do that. And there's only so much I can do. And I, I tell people, too, like, like, oh, well, this came out. And it's like, all right, well, you know what? Like, if it means that much to you that we try it and if you, you know, you reach out, like, hey, have you guys tried this? No. Oh, okay. If you want to send us some samples so we can try it, like, that's fine. I'm not going to call you and be like, you have to send us samples. Right, but right. But I, I will reach out to people and say, hey, um, you know, there was a few instances where we were at the trade show and we were doing our thing and they didn't have samples. And I said, all right, I'll follow up with you later. And they're like, yeah, no problem. Because like, they want us to have them. And I'll follow up and be like, hey, can we still yeah. get those samples from the show? You know, just because we haven't smoked any of it yet. And, you know, the end of the year list is coming and, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, everyone always cries that they weren't on the list. It's like, if you want to make sure that we at least, you know, checked it out and it was part of the discussion, you know, like... You know, it would help us out, you know, if not, like, you know, we'll put it on the list and, you know, we'll get to it if we can. And, you know, even the guys at Half Wheel and Coop, I mean, you, you can attest to this. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that comes out. I mean, you look at the lists. If you were to make a list, and I think Half Wheel has one, um, where it's like every cigar that's released from January 1 to December 31, everything that comes out. That's a long fucking list. And when you think about, like, all those cigars that have to get smoked and tried and then the by one person, let alone a whole team of people that all have to do it and then sit down and review it and then make a list of all those. And like, it's people don't understand, like it's very difficult. And so, yeah, the reality is when manufacturers send us stuff, it helps because it's like a reminder. It's also just easier because it's, it makes it easier for us to get our hands on something else too. It's like, all right, well let's put this into the rotation. Like I had, I had this discussion with someone, you know, early in the week and they were like you know like what do you need i'm like well you know i need this and this and this and like oh well, i was like oh, I, look i got i got a team of guys i got three guys doing reviews um you know we need to do you know so many cigars for review if you want it done like this is what it is i mean it, you don't if you won't send it i'm not gonna be mad if you don't want to send it that's fine but it's like if you if you want us to give the attention like this is how it works and you know it, it's it's there's a difference between begging for cigars or dry begging for cigars or just being like, oh, I just want because they just want them versus like the manufacturers that actually look at us to publicly review or talk about or grade or put it on the list or whatever, like who actually, you know, they get something out of that. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, sometimes you giving us stuff helps not because we're going to give you a good review if you gave it to us, but just because it just kind of puts it on our table like, oh, shit, we got to do this. 
uh, this just came out. We got to try this. Let's get it in the rotation. It's sometimes it's just simple as shit like that. I mean, there's a there's a lot of reasons that go behind the, all the little things that we do um, on the media side. And yeah, I just it, yeah. it's not always just because like me. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'll be point blank with you, whether you're an industry person or you're a consumer who watches or listens to the show. And this is not like and Coop can say the same fucking thing. I know he can. We get and we buy a lot of stuff during the year, whether it's given to us or we buy it, you know, because we also spend a lot of money on stuff, too. We got a lot of stuff. Believe me, and this is nothing but the truth. I don't need to go to manufacturers and ask for free stuff. I really don't. I already have more shit than I need, want, or otherwise have the room for. Like, if it needs to be done for the website, we will get it. It'll go to the guys. It'll get done. But, like, just to have stuff, I don't need to just have stuff. If a manufacturer gives me something, at this point, like, it goes into the rotation for reviews and stuff. And a lot of it goes to the guys. A lot of the stuff I don't even keep anymore. I just, I don't fucking need it. Like, so I don't need to go to the trade show and be like, oh, can I get some free stuff? Like, I really could care less. Really could. Now, if someone wants to give me something because they want it reviewed and tried, or if it's a new product that, you know, we want it, sure. But, like, I'm not there just to rack up a bag of goodies so I can be like, ooh, look at all this stuff. Like, it's, it doesn't work like that. Not saying that there's people who don't do that, because there are. And that's the problem. But the rest of us, like, yeah, it's nice to try new stuff. And it's helpful when you get samples of the show. It's nice. But believe me, it's not going to break my heart if I don't get samples. Yeah, it's a. I take a slightly different approach, but I think we're on the same page with this. So one is I think we the don't point is the same. Sh- yeah, we don't review show samples. Okay. Well, uh, we don't no, either, we, but we, still, I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. We, and by the way, you could see our scoring and of what's a, a sample and what's a, what's purchased and what is um, sponsored and non-sponsored every year on Coop. That data is all out there for everyone to look at. And they can look at that data and they can make their own judgments. So I don't want to hear this, oh, there's free cigars or whatever. You know, we, so we have that in place. Now, what we, we do need the samples, okay, Matt? We, this is where I may disagree a little because we are covering a trade show and people want to know what we smoked. That is the most important thing. What was good? What can I look forward to? So the samples are important to us from that aspect when we do shows. And we'll use some of those samples throughout the year on shows and everything. We just yeah, won't put them too. through a formal assessment, right? Yeah. And then my guys, and actually just, you know, my guys, we put the sample. We, I let all my guys take the cigars they want first, and then I, I take the leftovers. So usually they have, they always, I, I want them to have better cigars than I do. Because they, you know, they're, they're working very hard. But so, so, yeah, we do need the samples. That's why I want, and, but I will tell people, hey, we're not reviewing this. Um. The only way I'll take a sample, by the way, is two. Like, I won't take a sample. Basically, it has to be sent from a marketing person. An authorized representative of the company has to send that to me, whether it's the owner of the company or someone designated to do that. Um, as much as I love reps, I will not review a cigar from a rep that's been in the car. I don't know where that's been, right? So it's, it's either got to come out of a humidor or it's got to come from an authorized source of the company. It's just, it has to be like that. It's, um, I've had a couple of weird issues happen when I when I've not done that. Like, the cigar was missing a secondary band or something like that, you know. So, you know, when I take a picture of a cigar and it has a, a secondary, it doesn't have the secondary band, like, it's useless. It's a useless picture, you know what I mean? So, that's why it has to come from the proper channels here. 
Um, and I won't like if it, if they if a company says we unbanded cigars and they're not in the stores yet, they're not getting reviewed. We'll smoke them, give some opinions on it, but that's about it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'm, I wasn't, you know, I, I agree with what you said. My point just yeah. being, no, I think that, we're on the same page. Yeah, I think we do a little different, you, but I think we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah, like my my point being, like either like either way, like we get done what we need to get done. Yeah. It's helpful when they give them, but. That is not even a. That's not yeah. like in my top five things like that I need to get done the show. Now, if I go right. to a booth and I'm having a conversation, especially when it's people I know, and they get something coming out, I might be like, "Oh, well, do you have a couple of them just so we can check them out?" Yeah, no problem. But they also know at the end of the day that we're smoking those, so that way when I come on a show like this, I can talk about it. I smoke it and go, "Okay, let's review this," and I get more of them, and then I have one of the guys review it. So it's like that's the reason why. Um, yeah, but if I don't get a sample from the trade show, it's no skin off my back. I'm not like, oh, I didn't uh, get any free stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, I can I'm tell like, you, there's okay. a major, there's a less major cigar we didn't less get stuff. I gotta yeah. ship home. Yeah, there was a major cigar we didn't get samples from at the trade show, and it wasn't done on purpose. It just didn't happen, like, yeah. so we didn't make a big deal of that. But it was, it was a very, very, um, I don't want to say the company, but it was a very prominent company too. So, but we know that company's always taking care of us, and we'll get, we'll we'll be taken care of. So I'm not worried. We weren't worried about that. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, this this discussion, and the only reason why I contribute to it is because I feel like a lot of time I see the same usual suspects. Oh, wait, who, wait, it's been 13 years. It just never changes. Who just it, attack, it, it, who attack certain people for, like, just trying to, like, stick up for the people who yeah. are here for good. And it's like, what well, yeah, but there's been bad yeah. eggs. And before my time, like, all media was frowned upon because of the bad eggs. And it's like, well, we, we, you have to try to differentiate yourself. Yeah, it was very hard those first few years. Um, because like I said, it was and it was really a small group that screwed it up for everyone in 2010. It wasn't a lot of people, but it was a small group that made a big enough impression that created this whole thing about the damn bloggers. Uh, they're in it for the free samples. Like I, I've put out articles. There's an article on Cooper about six or seven years ago where I laid out the costs. I'm like. Samples don't justify the cost of this type of stuff, doing business even. So it's it, it's just it's just um it will never the battle will never it's not even worth getting into it with them. It's better just kind of discussing it on a show from time to time like this because you're never gonna convince these people. Like uh you know when you have a disgruntled manufacturer who's kicked out of the trade show, um what what, what else is he gonna do? Of course he's gonna spit venom on everything possible. Well, yeah, for Shit. me too, it's like. What happened? Home run, Diamondbacks. How many runs? I don't see it. Solo, Thomas. Well, it's one. Who's on the mound? Will Will is getting tired. Yeah, Will is getting tired. Oh, Will. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, he's seventh inning. He's, he's Wait, what's his, tired. What's, his, what's his pitch count? It's like in the high nineties. Yeah, get him out of there. He, he, well, I don't have anyone to go to right now. That's the problem. So they got no one warming up in the pen. Uh, I haven't seen anyone yet. Well, they gotta well, get I'll some keep fucking. I'll keep you posted. I'll keep you. I'll keep you posted. Yeah. Yes, Danny. This is an iron flask. I have a couple of these. These are. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere I go. Yeah. Um. Thank you for noticing. But yeah, no. I mean, the only other point I wanted to make on that whole discussion was, you know, I, especially now more than ever, especially even now more than before, but it's like, you know, I stand up and make my opinions known when it's someone saying anything about media or. I the reason is because like you know I got like Kevin right, and Kevin will call me, 
And Kevin will get stressed out and, like, apologize to me when, like, something doesn't go out, like, right exactly on time. Even though I know Kevin's on top of his shit where, like, if he's running behind, it's no big deal. I know he'll get it out soon. But, like, because I know he gives a shit. And he and he puts in the time and the effort to help, you know, the bigger picture of, of everything that we're doing at Smoking Tobacco. And it's like, so you, you get a guy like that who's stressed out because his review didn't go out on time and he feels bad for me, even though I'm not holding it against him like, you know, a knife to the throat or anything. It's like, well, you know, just get it out. But, like, don't worry about it. It's fine. I get it. Like, so it's like I, I, I got my team who, who gives a shit about this and gives a shit about me and gives a shit about our brand and gives a shit about this website that we started, you know, four and a half years ago, um, you know, because they want to do the right things and they and they want to help it grow. And then, you know, you got people who go online and sit behind their keyboard and they make comments about Dude, the But media. any of these people making like, the comments, they honestly didn't. It's sour grapes. They, you know, they, they need their they need some attention. I know. Uh, they just need attention. Because they're not getting it. But I'm always going to defend my guys. Yeah, you always want to defend your guys. Um, yeah, I agree. You want to defend your guys. It's important. You know, uh, we, got, we got poor Mitchell know. up in Canada. He suffers like a slave, you know, with everything that, you know, just to get him stuck. You know, like, you know what he has to go through. It, it's like, you know, don't. You know, these guys, these, these are not just fly-by-night, you know, people here. I mean, this is... You know, and it's just you hear the comments from people, and you're just like, "I'm sorry that I'm sorry that you're in a position where you know you're not happy with the PCA or or, or whatever the yeah. hell crawled up your ass this year." Yeah. But it's like, yeah. don't 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 just make comments that you know, you know, like my guys, you know, or you know, nobody, and they don't deserve. To I, be I've there. just you know I've learned to not even engage with them. It they uh, they uh, it's not even worth engaging with them anymore. Uh, you yeah. know, if I know someone and I disagree with them, I'll, I'll you know, it's a, it's a little different. I know the person really well. Uh, you know, like I was talking about Eric today and Barry, and I didn't agree a hundred percent with them, but I know those guys at least, right? And I know, you know, it's it's a different. I think they're in the right place with what they're doing. So, right. Uh, you know, with this other guy, you know, he's he's completely. Uh, this is a, yeah. I'm not even gonna go there. I'm not even gonna go there. So. Do we see type? Don't waste your time. It's, only, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I, I don't, you know, but, but you know, you know that there's a couple of retailers who have made the comments about media and effort of free samples, and I will not walk in their stores ever, ever. And I've kept that word. And there's a few of them, and, and I've told you at least one or two of them. So you make that comment, uh, you're, I blacklist you. I will not go to your store. Same. You do that, you know, you want to ask me a, a, an honest question, you know, like, look, look, I know Jay a long time. If Jay disagrees with me, he's going to pick up that phone and say, I did, he said it tonight, right? He'll disagree with me on that, you know. Um, you know, but, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get mad at him on that, but, but, but Jay's never said, these guys don't belong at the trade show. I mean, it's like, yeah, but I just won't, I won't go in, I will not, I'm sorry, I will not go in your store. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I, I kind of have the same approach, and, you know, yeah. there's yeah. sometimes I've disagreed yeah. with Jay. And I think there was once upon a time I, I said some stuff. I disagree with Abe all the really time. Really <laughs> with, and but yeah, like I, I still love Abel Jay, and Jay loves me. Like you know, we still get yeah. along. You know, I mean, it's... Yeah. Abe and I have had some knockdown, drag out fights. But I tell you what, I go into Abe's store every time. Like when I'm going down to Miami, I stop in there, and you know, I, I we have fun doing KMA and everything. And, and but we've disagreed on some heavy topics, Abe and I too. So, um, which is uh, which, and by the way, it's never personal. Um, we it's like uh, you know. 
you know, even we have some. Sometimes it seems like it's personal because we really get into it. But uh, no, I mean it's it's all good. It, but um, you know, and and look, if someone made that comment and they apologized to me, I, I'll accept the apology and lift them off the blacklist. But they never did that, so uh, they usually don't. No, they won't. So, uh, so I just ignore them. End of seventh. Well, they got out of that one at least with only one. Yeah, they're gonna have to go to bullpen in the eighth though. So I think they're gonna go to Alvarado Hoffman. It looks like they have the bullpen going, but they at least we only go seven, which was a they needed that. This is a meet. Yeah, I mean, going into the last two, you know, get just someone, don't get put Kimbrel yeah. up. Don't put Kimbrel yeah. in. For fuck's sake. No, they him. need, I, and I, I don't think they should give up on Kimbrel either. But he's over, he's been overworked and. I wouldn't even put Alvarado in tonight either. Uh, I don't understand why they're not using Lorenzen, who I think is a great pitcher. Uh, he's the guy who pitched the no-hitter this year for us. So I, I, He must have gotten Thompson's doghouse, or he must be hurt. That's all I can think of. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, you know, I, I think, you know, Bat's going to come alive, get a couple more insurance runs in this yep. top of the eighth uh, just to take some pressure off. Not that there's a lot, but... No, it's not over this game. I'm not uh, with this bullpen. It's not over. I am not, but it's not over this game. Trust me. But a couple of insurance runs right here would, would be good. Yeah. You know, yeah. that would yeah. be helpful. This game goes 4-3. It's suddenly a diff- this guy on base, someone hits a home run, it's 4-3. So. It's true. It's true. So, I mean, you yeah. know, a couple of insurance runs here, you know, would be nice for out of the Phillies. And I'm committed. By the way, this is, a, this is a very rare thing I'm doing tonight. Um, normally when the Phillies game's on, the phone goes off. Uh, I am I am glued to the, I don't move from where I am, and I don't answer any messages or phones off. I don't do any. I'm not on the computer till that game is over. I don't message in the middle of the game, people, or anything like that. So yeah, you've probably seen that a few times. I just no, I know uh, how you roll. I, I know how you roll. And, and sometimes I passed out like I'm tired, and then I just pass out, and then I don't get to anyone until the next morning. But but yeah, I just I typically that's how I. So this is a treat tonight because I wasn't gonna cancel on you. Um. And uh, yeah, so this is rare that I'm actually watching the game. And engaging. we've done this a few times, but I know how you roll, and I know yeah. that you. Don't yeah, do- I, I mean, I would for a show. I would, I, I would always keep a commitment with that. Um, uh, yeah, that's how I roll. Yeah, I mean, so it was kind of funny because I had, I had Mickey Peg on, for Game Five of the World Series last year. I remember who's a Philly guy, and I had Andy Green on Thursday night, but the game was over already uh, when Andy came on. Ah, okay. Um, so Andy's and Holtz is a Philly company. Holtz, I should say, Ashton is a Philly company. Holtz is their their retail arm, but Philly company. So uh, we talked a bunch about, uh, by the way, cigars that went to the Phillies too. So you guys could check that out. Well, I uh, I know how you roll with the phone during the game, and I'll still text you anyway because I know I, I, I know I, when you're I, done, you know, I, then you see it all. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, now the Giants have been a different. I have not watched the Giants since week one. I, I stopped watching the game. Patriots. I just can't. I can't. Well, well. He, here's what I'm going to say. It's a little different. Belichick has earned a bad year, Matt. Okay, no, that's true. 23. He has earned. He should not be fired after this year. You know what? Look, next year is a different story. Two bad years. I can understand that, but he has earned. He has earned to have one bad year. This guy in, with the organization, and I, I think he's a great coach, and I hope they don't get rid of him. In my opinion, I hope he turns it around. So it's a rough year. The Giants is a different story because I don't think it matters who the coach is anymore. The ownership is so bad on that team that I don't think, you know, until the team's sold, I don't see any hope. 
I mean, you got a, you got a guy who everyone thought was the savior last year, uh, and you don't give him the tools to to, uh, and they stink this year. So I can't even blame that. So I, I just said I'm I'm taking a break from the Giants right now. I may go back to I, and if you want to call me a front runner, I'm a front runner. I don't care. You know. I think the Red Sox are kind of in a similar boat. I mean, yeah, they brought that the the John Henry ownership group has brought four World Series titles to Boston. You got. You know, since 2004. And it's great, but... I mean, the they have the greatest... Years, they just... I don't know. They they have, in the last 20 years, replaced the Yankees as the beast of the East. Yep. I mean, let's be real. I mean, they have. Um, you know, uh, you know, what's Pedro say? Who's it? Who's your daddy? You know, it's kind of... <laughs> you know, uh, right? So, um, they... But, yeah, I mean... They... they I, I think... I'm really interested to see who they're going to get to run this team. That's what I'm really uh, interested in. Because this should be a prime job for a lot of people, in my opinion. This is, this is you know, I don't understand why people would avoid Let's see, only, Is the ownership bad, Matt? I, I never got the impression the ownership was bad. Well, they uh, they like to, uh, every so often, and there's a pattern you'll, you'll notice, they, they spend the money and they make good runs, and then... They cut back on spending, and they're you know they we, reserve their spending. Uh, the, and... the Mets do that too. The, the Yankees kind of have been doing that lately. Uh, the Phillies probably will do it again at some point. You know they all the, the bookkeepers come in to the owners. This is what happened. The bookkeepers come in to the owners, and they say, "Yeah, you got to," you know, and that and that's what happens. Uh, I, I was told this from a major league baseball player that this is what happens. <laughs> now it's oh, not like, it there's does. extreme. Now there's extreme places like the, the Royals and the Marlins. I'm not talking about that, but like the situations with the Mets is a really good example. The Mets with this under the previous ownership, the bookkeepers would come in and they told the Wilpons you're spending too much money, and yeah, you know, they listen to the bookkeepers sometimes. So, and uh, I can tell you firsthand, you know, being you know part of a. Major League Baseball organization for a long time on the inside and, and just yeah. seeing how other parts of the business work. Um, the money stays in the clubhouse. So if they overspent one year or they didn't have a good year and, you know, yeah. they got to cut back. They'll cut back in the clubhouse, yeah. but it's not yeah. like the last resort. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've, I've seen a lot of things get cut back yeah. because they got to keep the money in the clubhouse. And, yeah. you know, I get it. You know, at the end of the day, it's still a business. And yeah. Nothing fills yeah. the seats better than winning. So no, I mean the difference with the Phillies is now the guy who's running. It's, it's a multi ownership group. We have a billionaire who's the who's the principal owner now. We have this billionaire John Milton who's a who has more money than he's one of the richest guys in, in Pennsylvania, I think. Um, we never had that before, but at some point I think his accountants are going to come in and say tell him to cut back. I just think it's a natural thing that happens with most teams. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I don't Kevin, think Steinbrenner Kevin, did it. I don't, Kevin said no yeah. one wants to work for Henry. Ten people have already refused to, to even interview for the job except for Gabe Kapler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, not, that's, not a surprise. That is just, yeah. It is just, I don't even wish that on. I don't want him to. I don't want him anymore. I, honestly, would you hire that guy to run a lemonade stand? I mean, seriously. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, it's just. And, and, and I just, it's I just, just love him. Why'd you fucking hate the guy? Like he got fired, and it's just like you, uh, look. I, I haven't said much since he got fired, but now when I see him going to a team, I know I have a lot of fans. The only person who actually, and I think he's needling me, right? But the only person who had anything positive to say about this was Terrence Riley. 
Because he yeah. just wants to needle me. I get it, right? And 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 probably Ruben, right? Who thinks it's probably the greatest hire in the world? Uh, is oh. you don't want this guy. I mean, we all know he's a renowned baseball. Coach. Let me tell you, you know Rob Rasmussen, right? Uh, uh from Dojo. Right? Yeah. And he's a friend of mine. Boy, Rob and I have had some. And he's a, he works for the San Francisco Giants. You know he, and he loves the Giants. And we, Rob and I, have had some knockdown dragouts about this guy Kapler. But I tell you something, when Kapler left, I didn't see him like crying. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't rub his nose in it, and I didn't say I told you so. And you know, we just, you know, and I hope he gets a good manager. That you know. Here, here's the comment of the night right here, and I'm only bringing this up because I think it's. Oh no! I just, can't, I, just, I just can't help. If it's it. a comment, I, I'm afraid who you're gonna bring this comment up. It is, but when you see it, it's just so stupid. It's like <laughs> I want the Yankees to sign Gaffler as GM. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Of course he does. Of course he does. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why do you because, want to, like you know George Steinbrenner Alan, rolling Alan, over Alan his likes grave. guys who have no experience. <laughs> That's why. Alan George Steinbrenner is rolling over in his grave at the thought of Gabe Kapler building his team. <laughs> you know, damn. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I mean, uh, if I, I mean, was the I, New I, York Yankees and I put out a story and made a big a press conference, it was like we, we have hired Gabe Kapler to replace Brian Cashman. I'd be like, what? <laughs> what Let happened? me tell you. It, so there was some talk about Kapler being considered for the Mets job, and it wasn't received yeah. well in New York. Yeah. But I don't think he's interviewed. So it was all of a sudden, you know, it's like, it's funny how everyone, like, made fun of me, right? But when it's their team, and I'm not saying you, big, big home run. Big home run. Who? Who hit it? Because I, I just took my... JT Real Muto. Oh, 382 yeah, feet. Yep. Six for one filled. Two run. There you go. See, there's the insurance runs we were talking about. There they are. It's important. We're not done. We're not at this yet. If they win tonight, it's three-two. They got to go play two not more a, in Philly. I uh, it is not over. I know. I do not want to go to Game Seven in Arizona, whether it's a Philly or not. Arizona is a solid, fundamental, good baseball team. I do not want to play them in Game Seven. Better managed, yeah. So I am not ready to at all. I, I, I we got to close gets, this out. It gets a lot louder in Philadelphia than it does in Arizona, though. Uh, it does, but you know it's not always perfect there either. No, I know, but still, they only gotta go. They only gotta win one. So if they win tonight, they gotta win Game Six and wrap it up. You know, again, again, uh, we we got really lucky with our um. We got we gotta go to the bullpen, see what happens now. So we're gonna see what happens. Dan Thompson's here with us tonight. Dan, howdy, good evening. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a good, you know, good dance. I had a great time in Texas, by the way. Um, I did. It was a great event when I went out. I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but great event. Um, the McAuliffe event. Great weekend I had. Yeah, I think we did uh, talk about that. But yeah, I mean, uh, it's something that Nicole, Nicole and I have talked about doing and going to. But yeah, we just yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Fort Worth is a great city. Uh, I, I've been to the Dallas Metroplex before. I had never really spent time in Fort Worth, and I really kind of fell in love with that city a bit. So, um, just just a really uh, great great area. And I've always wanted to go to Texas. You know, Texas has always been on my list of places yeah. to go. Yeah. See, I, my sister used to live there for for a time. Uh, when I was at IBM, we had a big office in Dallas. So I I've been there. All, I mean, I've been there about probably about twenty times, but I'd never gone into downtown Fort Worth. So that was my first time. 
the closest I was to Fort Worth was where Bear used to live. I went and met Bear. Uh, that was in 2000, right before the pandemic. Right, right, I, I went to see Bear about one day before his wife gave birth. His <laughs> oh, wife shit. was like, yeah, yeah, with, with their second kid. So, And I happened to be out there, and I'm like, Bear, you sure? And he's like, ah, oh, let's just meet somewhere, you know. Uh, uh, so he took me to a great burger place, and we met for, for a while. And then then he, uh, we went to smoke near his house, so the call came. He can get home right away, so. You know, while we're on this topic, you know, it reminded me we have you know Dan's from Texas. Uh, it, Dan was Dan was on the show with Mickey Pegg this week. Absolutely, Dan it was a great time. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, and I'm so I happy, and I'm so happy that I you're here to tonight. Ca- I have to catch up. I was uh, I had a lot going on this week, so yeah, I was unfortunately had to work a bit. But I went to so Nicole, my myself, Nicole, um, and Nicole's brother. We all went out to eat last night. We went to a, a Tex-Mex place. A place that we like. Uh-huh. And it's Tex-Mex. Not a Mexican restaurant. It's Tex-Mex. So it's like, you know, a little bit of both, right? I mean, right, you know, right. That's how, that's how Tex-Mex goes. And, you know, we were get, we were getting drinks. And, you know, her brother and I like to drink, you know, whiskey. And they're like, oh, no, we only carry tequila here. And I'm like, what? They only had tequila on the bar. And I'm like, I can understand if it was a tequila bar, a tequila restaurant. Maybe just an all Mexican restaurant, but Tex Mex. I'm like, I mean, you don't even have whiskey. I mean, there's a lot of whiskey that gets drank in Texas. I know there's probably some tequila, but I mean, like, come on. I mean, no fog. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I thought that was, I thought that was a miss. Yeah, you know, I agree on that. Yeah. I mean, I know you're yeah, not a yeah. big drinker, but you know. Yeah. I like tequila, but like, no. you know. I'd rather have whiskey, you know. No, I get it. I get it too. I mean, I want a nice whiskey or a bourbon. Uh, Especially remember, bourbon. Yeah, that's what we drink. We drink bourbon. They actually had, and I got a gifted to me, J.R. Ewing bourbon from the character of Dallas. And I I bought it at the old Joyles Liquors in Rhode Island, right? Because I wanted I'm to familiar. try it. So, yeah. And it was really good. Like they they were they were doing I guess it was I don't know because you know popular character I don't I don't think they make it anymore it was called J R Ewing Bourbon I was I said I'm gonna get it because even if I didn't like it I give it to my dad who was a big fan of the show I ended up you know keeping <laughs> the bottle uh, you know uh, but yeah it was really good so first of all <laughs> I don't know what it, I don't know what it is tonight. What? <laughs> Next time you're in Texas and you want a good steakhouse, I would recommend Texas Roadhouse. Who said that? <laughs> Take a guess. <laughs> why do Why do we even go there? I just I'm sorry. I sound like why? Why are we even? Why are we even? Like, why are we even? Is, is he stoned or go- something? <laughs> like, I don't understand. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, come to Texas, go to Texas Roadhouse. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm going. <laughs> All right. Um <laughs> Dan Thompson, I I like this this is funny. Dan goes, Is there a moral hazard when a restaurant chooses their selection without consulting you? Well yeah. they don't have to call me, but I mean it's just kinda like one of those things where it's like, you know, one oh one. It's just like, you know, why don't you oh. just have that on the bar. What happened? Guy on base already. With the bullpen. 
How many outs do you got? Uh, none. Hmm. It's all right. Strike out. You got a strike you got out? strike out at least. Yeah, all at right. least. Yeah. You got one. Sorry, yeah. It's all right, Coop. Just breathe. Get a five-run lead. I know it can be diminished, but, I mean, it's... I am I am not <laughs> confident. <laughs> you know, they just, they, uh... They got one more inning. They can do it. What did I tell you? They can do it. It's still, it's, you know what? It's still Red October until it's not. Yeah. Just tell yourself. Look at Coop gets, look at Coop over He's just, man, I can see the anxiety brewing in his belly right now. And guess what just happened? Nah, don't say they got a home run. Uh, I'm just trying to see. The ball went deep. Uh, no, it looked like it was foul. It looked like it was foul, yeah. Damn. This is what I deal with uh, every year in the playoffs. It's all right, Coop. It's all right. It's not over. You got time. It's all right. It's all yeah. Right. Do I get two outs? So I feel a little better now. You got two outs? All right. Yeah, I see. Pop. You got two so. outs with a five-run lead. I know. I know. Look at look at him. He's just shaking over there. If you're listening at home and you can't watch, I mean, he he's just like shifting his weight. I'm telling you, he's gonna start smoking that cigar a lot faster now because he's gonna have that, you know, like uh uh. That cigar's about to grind down to nothing. Yep. <laughs> this is good. By the way, this is a good cigar. This, I, this, this, this Howard G. Cameron is a legitimate. I don't know if it's African Cameron. I don't think it is. Okay, I don't think it's, I think it's Ecuadorian Cameron, but it's still pretty good. I actually, I actually lived EP Creo Allegiance. Uh, rated ninety on Cigar Coop, by the way. <laughs> rated ninety. Nice. Rated 90 a coupe, so yeah, that's a. I love how you think that's a joke, but it's like, why shouldn't you celebrate a good review? You know. <laughs> okay, I love kidding. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, I, I, all I know is I didn't see the show, but I heard you, you and Mitchell were doing coupe voices on Thursday uh, oh, on I Wednesday always, night. I, I did hear that. I, I, I heard it. I didn't hear. I heard about it. So like, I, I can't wait to see what you two cooked up on on Wednesday night with, the, with uh. And I'm sure Mickey chimed in too. So, so I just want to say something because I, you know, because there's a lot of people who don't know, and there's some people who do know. But I've been, and there's no, I can't just do anybody. But I, people who are really close to me, people who I work with and stuff, you'll know I can impersonate people pretty good. I can't do everybody, and I don't have to like necessarily learn how to do them. It's very instinctual. Like I'll meet someone and I just I pick up on their voice, their mannerisms and their characteristics and something inside me just clicks and it just knows how to do them. And it and it honestly and it, sometimes it just comes out. Like if I'm like, Oh yeah, so and so the other day was like telling me about this <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it comes out and they have no like rhyme or reason to it. And they're like, Oh, can you do so and so? I'm like, I can't do them And they're like, What and I'm like, It just doesn't work that way. But then there's people I do and they're like, Oh my god Right? So I can do a little bit of coop. It's not that hard to do. Um, and that's not that's nothing personal against coop. It's just for him. It's kind of just. But like, there's other people who I've I've done, and like other people think it sounds good, but I don't love it. But like, there's a couple people at work. <laughs> there's a couple people at work who I got down like, like good, and people will come up to me during the day and be just like, and initiate it. Like they'll they'll do it because they want me to respond and do it, and then I will, and it's just like, oh my god, it's like he's here. 
Um, to the point where I've been at work and a lot of times in my job, you know, there's a lot of radios and stuff and I've done other people over the radio to other people and I fooled them. And it's the funniest thing in the world, um, to watch the reaction on the other end when it's like, what do you mean? You told me, no, I didn't. And it's just like, damn, that was pretty good. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, I've been known, I've been known from time to time to, to, to do coop, but I do when I when I do the imitation of Coop, it's not because I'm making fun of him. It's because I love him, and I think it's fun. It, it, there's two guys I go I go into all the time. You know who the two guys are. Yeah, I, right? know. I know. Yeah, Jose and Saka are the two I tend to do, and I love those guys too. So, uh, Jose is just kind of like it really comes natural. I don't think my soccer one's all that good. I've been told the Jose one I have the mannerisms down more. You're do, uh, you do all right with Jose. I'll give you that one. You know something, Matthew? Well, people you know. always tell people. People told me about your show the other night, and there was a lot, a lot of good feedback. And uh, you gotta lower the voice know. a little bit, though. Oh, you know, Coop. Uh, I always heard the show the other night. I tell you, you know, there's a lot of guys out there that ask me all the time. You know, what's with this guy, Coop? I don't know. I, I just, <laughs> I don't, I don't play into it. <laughs> then you got Kevin. You got Kevin, who, who's very easy to do. And Kevin's one of those people that, uh, and it's not a bad thing, but it's just, it, again, like I pick up on people's characteristics. Kevin's one of those guys who's not, he's not a quiet guy, but he's not always a man of many words sometimes when you have a conversation with him. And again, it's not a bad thing, but it's just kind of how he is. And that's fine. But it's easy to do Kevin's little sayings because there's not yeah. a lot of them and they're short because he's not like a very full-winded guy all the time. So, like, what perfect example is, like, every time, like, I get on the phone with Kevin and I answer the phone, I'll be like, hey, what's going on? And he'll be like, what are you doing? And it's just like that every time. Just, what are you doing? I'm here with Barbara. I'm going to light up this tatuaje. Right on. Right on. That's how he ends the conversation. All right, well, I'm going to let you go. Uh, I got to do some stuff. Right on, bro. Okay. Right on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's just one of those things I can do. People, you know, I people know that I, I've I've done Matt a few times, and um, and he and he knows about it too. And that's the thing; a lot of people don't know. <laughs> that's a fucked up thing. A lot of people don't know when I can do them too, <laughs> which is another interesting part of it. Because um, I always get the, has he ever seen you do that? And I go, no, 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 because you never know how people are gonna take it. You know, like with you, I I don't really care because I know it does. I know it doesn't bother you because if it did. You would have been like, hey, I really don't like that. And I would have been like, I'm sorry, Coop. Now I feel like a piece of shit. And I'd crawl up into my shell and I would never do it again. But there's people who don't know. And I'm too afraid for them to find out. Because they're either going to think it's hilarious or they're going to be like, "That I hate that. <laughs> so, like with you and Kevin, I don't care. With Jose, Jose called me fat. So, like, the the, the gloves are off now. I don't care. <laughs> Jose is also a good sport. Yeah, um, I, I, but, yeah, it, it's it's funny. I got Jose's cigars, by the way. So he was going around the country with Oh, them. oh, uh, the, the Cooper storage space is finally empty? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the humidor, I, got, I, I, got, I claimed half the humidor back. <laughs> hey, by the way, I wanted to ask you. So um, I think we talked about this on the air last time. But we talked about Cigar of the Year. We talked uh -huh. about um, putting a list together this year and – how so far it's been a little challenging to put a list together with what's come out this year. Yeah. And I know that you 
excuse me, and I know you mentioned that you had some more reviews coming down the pipeline that weren't finished, but as you go through them and finish them, that might change. I know that you've posted several reviews since the last show. I've, I've seen you post a lot of reviews the last yeah. couple of weeks. And has that changed for you? I, I haven't seen them yeah, all, and, but like for you, like um, you know, has, has would, anything changed for you? Yeah, it, it, it's going to be close. It's going to be down to the wire, but three. I think there were three 90s. There's been a lot of reviews. I think we've published 12 or 13 reviews since the last show. Yeah, I was going to say, it's you just like, a uh, lot. Yeah, there was a lot of reviews that I did during, like, I did reviews during PC, when we were doing the PCA stuff that, you know, just had to get written and everything and done the photo stuff. So it's going to be close, but what I might, it might, like, normally I do a 30 cigar countdown. It might just come in at that. So if it, if it basically, 90 will get you on the list. And 89, if there's 89s, 89s I won't put on the list. So uh, that won't happen. Um, so it's going to be close. Uh, okay, I think there's, I think I got 2790s or above right now. So, uh, but there's been a few surprises too, and there's been a few things, a few things that got 90 I didn't expect, and a few things that didn't get 90 uh, that I expected. So. Um, it's going to be close. We'll, we'll see. If it's 29, there's going to be 29 cigars this year. There will, I will not. Uh, there's no... There's. It, it, here's the thing. I don't know. If, like I do when I score on my sheet. There's fractions. If that is 89.98, right? Because I can go down to the hundreds. It's an 89. Hmm. You didn't get a 90. I, I am... Yeah, you do not get... There's no curve here. So, um, And that's happened a couple of times earlier in the year this year. Uh, and that's it. That's uh, it happens. I've been heavily smoking through um, a lot of the new stuff that's either a contender and I need to revisit it, or stuff that I just haven't got to yet. I've been trying to just like bang through them so I can be like, "Is it good?" Blah blah blah. Um, in addition to you know all the other stuff that's getting reviewed, but um, a couple of new cigars or this year new that I, I've smoked recently. Some I liked, some I didn't. There's two from Altidus that came out, and there was a split. One I thought was great, and one of them I didn't think was that great. The Aging Rim Sonata, not so great. But that Monte Cristo, the Diamante, it did, the other one, that, the, which one was that? The Is it the Diamante? It's the Diamond something. Diamante, Diamante. Yeah, the Diamante, that's what it is. Um, yeah, I thought that was good. I really liked that one. The aging room, the I like the aging Sonata, room, but I haven't scored it yet. Didn't I, love I, it. I have to. So I that's one of the cigars that's still in the queue to be. The review hasn't been written yet, but I liked it. But I don't know what it came out to yet. I got like I have all this data. I got to collect. I just kind of. I don't like. I don't score it until. I don't like tabulate it. And I uh, I actually I don't use spreadsheets. I transpose to a spreadsheet how I do it. On, on some very detailed notes, so I haven't, ta I purposely haven't tabulated stuff yet, um, just because it's then I don't want to influence any other reviews that haven't been written. If that makes any sense, so I'm um, really careful with that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I have had nothing score over 92 this year, so 92 is going to get you cigar of the year this year, most likely. Last year I had a ninety-one creep up to number three. Hmm. So in the re-smoke, it, it, it and that was the Tatawahe that kind of snuck up there because I I think I was telling you that cigar was like 
the one that trended up the most. Uh, that was the T110, right? Because me and you, I think. The T110 the, Reserve, yeah. We had it at yeah. the same spot. Yeah, we, had, we both had it at three. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and like I said, the because I do a lot of reviews, I have to, um, and not everyone can do this, I understand. That's why it has to be reviewed. <sighs> Midnight. So the deadline, the deadline is it has to be released before the trade show. But it has to be reviewed before the thirty first, and if I if I if I get sick and have to go to the hospital, and that review is not written, which happened to me one year, by the way, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you I'll tell you which cigar it happened with though, in a minute. Um, it's it goes to next year, and guess what cigar it happened with that year? I got sick when Jose was at EP Carrillo, the encore. <laughs> oh, and it wasn't. It, it, here's a weird thing: that was the last cigar I smoked before I got I realized I couldn't smoke anymore. So it missed it. It made it made it the following year, but there was like I couldn't review cigars. I'm coming down with sepsis, right? So I'm like, I didn't know I have sepsis, but I was sick as a dog, right? So I stopped it. So I literally the encore didn't make it because of uh, you know, it was it was smoked, but I didn't have like it wasn't through the full review cycle. So, uh, yeah, but it made it the following year. So, uh, the another one. Uh, excuse me. Another one that I smoked, Kevin smoked. Mitchell doesn't have it yet, but he'll have it soon. And Nicole smoked. That I liked it, and the other two didn't. And I was surprised. Was the 2023 Las Calaveras. I love that cigar. I smoked that down at Jay's store. I yeah. smoked that down at J Store and I bought extras to pay back. That was a good cigar. I smoked that at Blue Smoke at Dallas. Who Jay? I, I liked it. Jay Smith. I liked it too. It it wasn't eligible because it was. Uh, it, um, I think it was released right at the deadline, so it it didn't make the review cycle. It'll be in next year's review cycle, but it was very close to that deadline when that got released. From what I remember, I think it was like a maybe a couple weeks before the deadline. I just couldn't get to it, but it's a good cigar. I I I like that cigar. I did too. Kevin had said to me he didn't love it. Nicole smoked one with me um, last week, and she was like, "Oh, this seems a little barnyardy." And I'm like, "Really?" She was like, "Yeah, it's all right." And I, I thought had like, those. Really? I thought had those rich mocha notes. Yeah. So I was very I, uh, surprised. I like. I like that. I think it's one of the better Las Calaveras's that's come out. Even. Um, me too. And usually those it's do those do pretty well. Yeah, those usually do pretty well on the coupe list. Uh, a lot, I think three times the Las Calaveras has landed on my list. So uh, it, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy, I enjoy that one. Um, like I said, I remember I had that one at Jay's the second day I was there. I remember I was in there in the morning, um, and then Paul Costco from Oliva came in a little later. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, but I was very surprised. So I don't know how that's gonna fall. On. I don't know if I don't know how that's gonna play with the end of the year. As I was, I smoked it. And I was like, wow, I really like this cigar. And then she had it, and then he had it. So now I'm curious. I'm curious for Mitchell to smoke it and be like, all right, so yay or nay. And if he don't like it, it probably ain't getting on the list this year. If most of the team didn't like it, um, but I, I mean, it's too bad. I, really I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, I mean, that's, I a, that's yeah. another one. Uh, you got what? You got one? No, no. Um, no. I'll, go ahead. Yeah, nothing in particular. 
So again, I just I'm at that point where everyone's smoking everything right now, and we're you know starting to really talk about you know who likes what, who doesn't like what, and you know it's interesting because it's like you smoke stuff and you have a list of stuff you like, and you have a list of stuff you don't like, and then like two or three of the other members on the team, you know, will be like, I didn't like that, I didn't like that, I didn't like that, and yeah. you're like, I had that on my yeah. list, like, so it's it's tricky, but. I'm gonna- I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question here, okay? Mm-hmm. So here's the question. Name a company that sends you cigars to review. That you guys review. CLE. Okay. So do you have any CLE cigars that have kind of been in the queue for a little while? Um I think so. Some of the PCs. Okay. So. so let me ask you this question. Would you smoke a cigar? That's not in the queue ahead of that CLE before end. And I'm telling you, I've seen the, this is where, and I'm, I'm not trying to pick on Steve, but I see this happen with socket cigars all the time. I know who gets cigars. I know who, who, what people review. And I see all these Papa sockets going right to the front of everyone's queue right now. Well, I think that. I'm not saying it's wrong, by the way. I'm not saying it's wrong. I, I tend to not do that. I won't penalize a company because of that. It has it, it, mine tends to be first in, first out. That I get it doesn't necessarily mean the order of the review gets published that way. Because I could, I'll smoke like if I get, I would smoke. I can prioritize the publishing of the review after. But I know people have bumped cigars for their favorite brands, and I'm I'm using Steve as an example. I've seen it happen with Nick Malillo. I've seen it happen with Drew Estates. Uh, you know, I've seen it happen with other companies. What I'm saying so. I just wonder that, right? That's and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I do see it happen. I think that there's uh, a dozen brands or so where they put stuff out and it gets higher priority to get reviewed quicker because there's already hype on it. It's already a very popular brand. It's already a cigar everyone's been highly into. I can understand. I can understand. And they want yeah, it reviewed and I can see Steve, to get the yeah. traffic. And I get it. And Steve, I, yeah. no exception. He's one of those people that if he puts something I, out, I, it's got to get reviewed so I, because people want to read it. I mean. So I struggle with that because limited sometimes have a shorter span. So do I bump a regular production cigar with a limited? I've had to do that sometimes. i got to be honest. Sometimes that I have adjusted the queue a bit. Or that where I'll say is I'll smoke it in the same order, but I'll publish those limited ones earlier just to get them out there. Uh, and I have a few limiteds at the high, higher part of my list this year, which is weird. I have because I've been anti-limited edition all year, and I have limiteds floating to the top of the list again this year. So, did the Phillies just get another home run? No, it's the bottom of the ninth, two outs. Oh, okay, so no, the, my the, my, oh, my page wasn't updated. Sorry, it wasn't updated. We have sir. I mean, uh, I gotta say, it's our manager got his shit together tonight. So, uh, so. well, heading back to Philly. Lock it up, close it out. Well, not done yet. It's not done yet. I know, I know. It, it, this team, I've seen this team. Strange things happen with this team. <sighs> so stressful. Uh, I just want this game to be over, just so you can relax. Uh, I won't relax. It's a uh, Dominguez against Longoria. I don't want to jinx you because I know you'll get all stressed out even more because you'll think I'm jinxing you. But it's like. I don't see them blowing this lead right here, at this point. Yeah, they just they just walked to a guy. Oh, they did. Yeah. 
I think it's going to be all right, Coop. Just breathe. It'll be all right. Now, let me ask you this question. Uh-huh. If the Phillies were to win the World Series this year, obviously I know you'd be happy. But uh, we're not there yet, yeah. I know we're not there yet. I, I'm not even trying to, like, I'm, right. just, I'm just trying to, you know. If they were to win a World Series, I mean, what would happen? Like, would you just be happy or, like, you know, would you, like, let a lot of baseball beefs go, like Gabe Kapler, and you just finally be like, eh, who cares? Like, well, uh, you know, I feel like you need was, that. I, don't, I feel like you need the uh, Phillies to Kapler's, win the World Series Kapler's to let gone, a lot of beef right? go. Kapler's gone. I mean, Kapler's not an issue Yeah, anymore. but you still bitched about him when he was in San Francisco. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Getting mad it's like, when do you well. just, like, like you know what? I got my World Series. I'm good. Okay, but you got to remember, okay, there was a circumstance with that, Matt. <laughs> because I, for two years, I beat the shit out of Gabe Kapler. He wins 107 games. Everyone's telling me how wrong I was about Gabe Kapler, right? So, um, damn, another hit. Uh-oh. Two men on base. First and third. Get, <laughs> I told you it's not over yet. <laughs> I just need one more out. Fuck. This is what... <laughs> If they listen, if they blow this right here right now, then they don't even they deserve, they, they don't they even deserve even, anything. No, they don't. They don't. Um, you know, in 2008 though, I got to say um when it when it happened, it was it was so great because 2008 was uh when we won, it was it was a big it was, I was I was happy. But I never at all assumed we were going to win it that year. Uh, we had that was a famous game six where it was stopped because of rain and we had to restart the game uh, the next day or not restart the game finish the game the next day and they won the World Series like they only had to play like, three more innings or four more innings. oh god there comes the manager he's pulling out Dominguez who who is he bringing in I think he's gonna bring Lorenzen in which I a guy I think Lorenzen's gonna come in oh I'm happy about that I like Lorenzen but he's not a, he's not a, he's not a closer. But uh, we'll see what happens. These guys just get one guy. You got to get one out. Dominguez has been pulled off the mound. So uh, I like Lorenzen a lot. So we'll see what happens. We are, we are, uh, he was terrible tonight. But it looks like it's, no, Bomb. It looks like Matt Bomb's coming in. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. You know, yeah, they're going to come. So we've done a f- we've had a few, we've had a few, especially playoff, right? Where we've yeah. been doing this show and like big playoff games have have been going on and have ended while we've been on the air. And the last one that I remember was um, Celtics in the Heat back in the spring. Yeah, oh yeah, that was a great series too. That was great. That was great. I remember having the game on and thinking that like it was over and fucking. Yeah, that um, was an amazing game. Yeah, what was it Game Six? Celtics came back game and won it. It was Game Six, and then it went <sighs> to the Game Seven. Yeah, and then we lost. It was crazy. It was a crazy, crazy game. So between the Miami yeah. Heat, the Phillies, the New York yeah. Giants, I did not order the NBA package this year for the first time in a long time. Why? Because I'm so disgusted. The Sixers, I'm disgusted with them too. Until they get this Harden thing resolved. Maybe I'll buy it then, but I'm not watching as long as he's on that team. Yeah. I just won't. Not a fan I just of his. can't hate him. I'm not a fan of his. I mean, it's just. Uh, Although nobody no, what, nobody annoys me more than fucking LeBron James. I can't stand him. I like LeBron James. I okay, let me rephrase that. I get it. Okay, the guy, the guy's a drama queen. He does stupid, says stupid things. 
What a hell of a player he is to watch. And the guy wins. If you told me I could have LeBron James on the Sixers, sign me up, put the GoFundMe for the, I put the, he's making it up, man. I'm going to go funny. Sign me up for LeBron James for one year with the Philly, uh, with, the, with the Sixers, please. Hmm. Okay. I would take it. I, look, look, I get, I don't like his drama. I thought he had a surly-ass attitude when he won with the Lakers that year. I didn't like his attitude when, when a championship rings are being presented and, or the trophies are being presented. He's got this sour puss on his face. I'm like, I get he has things he believes in and stuff like that. Um, but this, this, this notion of the Jordan thing is ridiculous. I mean, it's just a stupid argument. And Jordan is Jordan, man. I know. Uh, I know. I he's mean, never going to be better than Jordan. There's, there is no argument. I mean, Jordan's better than him. And look, why isn't jo- I never see the Jordan-Kareem comparisons. I mean, so it's funny. Like No one compares Jordan to Kareem. Kareem was an amazing player. Mm-hmm. Bill Russell, maybe not quite the player Kareem was. Bill Russell had championships. I mean, that was the key thing with Bill Russell. That's why Bill Russell's, you know, in my opinion, Mount Rushmore basketball player with all those titles he won. Yeah, I mean, especially, you know, the Celtics, you know, back in the day. I mean, <laughs> But if I put, but I, you know, I, I would have Kareem, Bill Russell, uh, on Mount Rushmore, um, Michael Jordan, of course, and I don't know who the fourth one would be. I'm not ready to put LeBron on there, so I, yeah, I'll, I I'm gonna admit that. But, Wait, but hold on, I'm not saying it. Kobe Bryant. Yeah, I'd put Kobe ahead of him right now. Yeah, I would. Kobe was great. Yeah, I, I would probably put Shaq ahead of him too. I, I probably would. Uh, Shaq, Shaq had, you know, Shaq. Really, um, that last year he played for the Celtics, he was a you know a shell of what he was. Um, he was a shell of the player he was, you know. I, so, I was sur- uh, I was surprised. I was like, what is he even fucking doing there? Like, yeah, they tried that. That was the year they tried. Uh, that was like the doc. That was after they won it, right? And they were trying to get so. back one more time. Yeah, they were trying to get back one more time with Doc. Um, uh, so um. At least Doc's doing games now. I like the fact that we'll get Doc as an announcer. Because I really like Doc, so. I like him, too. Uh, yeah. I'm, like, waiting on this Phillies game to end just so I can, can see the stress. We're one strike away, guys, so. <laughs> and here's the thing. If they do lose this game by some chance, we'll never hear the end of it. Coop will talk about this for no, the rest of the year. No, I mean, you know. They blow I a thought, 6-1 yes, lead with two outs in the bottom of the ninth. <laughs> I thought yesterday's game was was one of the, was worse than the no-hitter in the World Series last year for me. Uh, it really was. It was just a bad managed game. It was. They honestly, was a, honestly, they, they should be, they should be celebrating their trip to the World Series tonight. That's what I think. They should be. Um, game three, they didn't hit. I get it. it you know, the bats are going to go cold on a night. I, I, I get that. Arizona's, not a, I guess, Arizona's a pretty good, scrappy team. Uh, it's not 2-2. Just throw one over the plate. That's all you need to do. But I, I, I think this, you know, um, you know, I, like I said, I've had so few winning seasons, Matt. Um. You know, the Charlie Manuel days were uh, um, game I'm, I'm, over. I'm, I'm seeing out. It's over. It's all game over. Phillies win. All right. 3-2. All right. Now we got to see who big uh, – we'll, we'll find out who uh, Pedro Martinez has as, as his daddy tonight. So I always like that. Wasn't Pedro on the 08 team? No, he wasn't. 
He was on the no, he was on the O nine team against the Yankees. He That's came awesome. to the Phil. He was on the yeah. He was on. He played in that World Series against the Yankees. Uh, he actually, I, I don't want to say he did great for us. He actually was pretty good for us that year. Um, you know that Yankee team was pretty good that year that beat us. Was it two thousand nine? Yeah, that that was a good Yankee team. That was uh that was a good team that year that beat us. Well, yeah, I mean they won a World Series. I mean, they they won. I mean we they were a better team that year. Uh, the one that killed us was two thousand eleven losing to the Cardinals. That we had the best team in baseball that year. Two thousand seven. Two thousand eleven. Oh, I thought you said seven. Seven was the f- seven was we lost to Colorado. That was the first of the five division titles. Um. By the way, you know Charlie Manuel. I'm actually very concerned about him. Uh, I know you, know, you have to stroke. Um. The reason why I'm concerned is Charlie Manuel is very active on social media. And he has not been. He wasn't active for two weeks for a while. He they did post something the other day, which gave me a little. He did post something the other day, but he's obviously going through some. This stroke's obviously really taking a toll on him. So I hope he's okay. You know, uh, of he's course. the most beloved. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's scary. Yeah. yeah. What By the way, he... you know what happened forty-three years ago today? What happened? Phillies won their first World Series. Oh. Look at that. I've only had two World Series with them, so uh, I've only been through two World Series with the Phillies, so win, so. I've been through four. You've been through four. Um, I have been through five World Series, six World Series with them, six World Series with them. It was the Royals we beat. We lost to the Orioles. We lost to the Blue Jays. Um, we beat the Rays, lost to the Yankees, and lost to the Astros. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's no fun when you lose in World Series, man. Yeah, so t- uh, tomorrow's a big one too. The AL is gonna be pretty exciting too. So, also, we didn't talk about this. What was with the uh, Rangers and Astros bench clearing brawl the other night? Yeah, I didn't catch yeah, that. Too. I did. I actually missed the brawl. I actually was in another part of the house when that happened, so I don't know what actually triggered it. All I know is Dusty Baker got as fired up as he's ever been. I love Dusty, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think uh I think I'm going to end it I think there. We're, yeah, I think we're at it. Yeah. I think we did 2 hours. Yeah. Just about. Yeah. Just about. So, I, no, uh, thanks for everyone for watching along with the Phillies tonight. It's just been so uneventful the last several weeks. It kind of sucks. Well, news has been dead. News has been dead. Yeah, there hasn't been, but even outside of just the news, I mean, there hasn't been any fucking drama. There hasn't been any news. It's just been like it's a shitty no, time I mean, for the media. Just well, what happened? What's happened? This is what's happened. There's normally a like so the PCA releases start shipping like this time of the year, and then there's another group of releases that we see come out in the winter, like in and, holidays. And I've been told from some, yes, and I've been told from companies a lot of stuff's been pushed out to the trade show. That they were planning. That just means that the they spring not, is going to be gangbusters. The spring's going to be the spring's going to be crazy. Yeah. So I mean, I've seen that General's done some smart moves. That they're releasing like their samplers, but they do that every year. The, the samplers. That's nothing new. Uh, it's nothing new, but yeah. I mean, so I mean, but but otherwise, a lot of these other companies. Uh, you know, I know you got Steve on the show, and I, one question I have for Steve is: Is Solita going to be something he just shows up at the trade show? Is he going to try to get it into market beforehand? I, I, if I were him, I'd bring it to the trade show. Right, just the new Solita branding and everything. It's a perfect opportunity. Uh, trade Show is a great opportunity to debut that. I agree. 
I agree. Even you, even if he does some releases, but when you could have that as a feature <clears throat> project, that's your, you know, that's your that's your um, Silver Mace is his OG product. So I mean, it's a big deal for him. The other thing too is I think Sokka, and we're gonna talk to him, you know, this week on the show. But I mean, the last two years, especially this year, I mean, he he brought a lot of stuff to the trade shows. So um, my question is, so what do you bring in March, nine months later? Hey, you know, I got I got this thing, you know, uh, I don't know if it's any good, but uh, bring it to the show and see what happens. Horrible, <laughs> horrible. That yeah. is not a Steve. It's not a Steve. That's like a bad Alan Rubin. What do you? <laughs> it probably was. I'm, I'm sorry. Steve, Steve. Steve's more like laid back, like out of breath. You know. Yeah, what do we get? I worked on this Liga for like several months, and I just wasn't. It, happy so is he? Is he coming? I don't to the know. Studio? Maybe I'll bring it. But is he coming to the studio? I. It's a good question. I don't know. I forgot all about that. I have to talk to Steve. <laughs> hey. I have to talk I to mean, Steve. I have to forget about that. Yeah, I mean, make, yeah, yeah. That, I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I I need to get in touch with Steve on that. I didn't. Uh, that's a good point. And you want me to come? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell him. I'm gonna be like, you know, on Saturday night, you know, Coop was making fun of you, and he's gonna just be like, he knows I make fun of him already. <laughs> so. Well, the problem with Coop, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be great. I can't wait. You know, you want to talk about us making fun of you, but you know, I want to, I want to see, I want to see soccer react to you making fun yeah. of him. We don't have Pedro tonight in the close game, so I guess no daddy. I don't know what happened. No Pedro. No Pedro. Yeah. He maybe not be feeling good, so. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yep. Pedro, Pedro's a special guy. Nobody knows that better than Red Sox Falls fans. Blunt. Yeah. Except for in 2003, when Grady Little left him in too long. That was on him. That was like yeah. an idiot. Should have taken him out. Should have taken him out. Oh, no, let's leave Pedro in. Oh, okay. Let's, yeah, yep. let's, leave, let's leave him into the end of the eighth inning. <laughs> Fucking moron. Pretty <laughs> <Great>, low. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> it's a fight. I'm so happy when they fight his ass. <laughs> he... he, he. <laughs> And then we got Bobby Dude. Valentine. Oh my God! You remember that year? We had Bobby V. I was like, hey, "What hey, is going on get, here? This is a joke." We're, we're, we're gonna beat the Yankees. I know we're gonna beat the Yankees because I'm Bobby Valentine and I'm the smartest guy on the planet. I would rather have seen the Savannah Bananas play the entire <laughs> season for the Red Sox in their place than watch that fucking shit show. Again. So, so let me, so, so let me, let me, let me give you a little context. I know we're going a little over, but so no, Bobby no, no, Valentine no, no. in New York. I was living in that area. I was like, you know, Bobby Valentine was great for New York. He was. He was just a he was just a car- he was like it was like Billy Martin coming back again. He had that Billy Martin persona in a lot of ways, so kind of a little bit of bad guy. And you know, he comes in with the you know he wears the mustache and everything. It was fun when Bobby V was with the Mets. Now I'll be honest, that was a disaster season with the Red Sox. I, I will I he, <coughs> he should have stayed in Japan. What what a joke! What a joke! And then uh yeah. <coughs> Yeah, that was bad. Farrell that was, was bad. okay. Uh, we got a, we got a World Series out of him. The rest of his years Farrell, were trash. I would take I would take Farrell. We I was hoping he, I actually wanted him to get the Phillies job a few years ago, because uh, he was up for it against Kapler, and I thought he would have been a great fit for the Phillies. 
Whatever happened? I think he's retired. I don't think he's. I don't think he was young either. Oh. Cora was good, <laughs> and then, you know, the cheating. No, they trade away Mookie Betts. They trade away Mookie Betts. Yeah, but I don't think that was on Cora. They let Avaldi go. They let guys go. They should. I was a big Bloom fan in Tampa, but he did a terrible job for you guys. Bloom, I the, the day they hired him, I knew right away. When I knew they were bringing him to Boston, I already he, knew. I saw everything that did. I saw everything happen from day one that we already saw. I'm like, this is gonna suck because they're bringing in a small market GM. They want to cut some corners. It, the, it and I'm and Matt. I, good point. It doesn't. These small market guys don't work in the big markets. I was don't. telling Hector that about. I was telling Hector that about bringing in Stearns from Milwaukee. I said these guys, they it doesn't work. It doesn't work most of the time. You have to have someone come up through the big market teams. That's why I think Kim Ng, uh, who got fired from the Marlins, or was, I guess, part of ways with the Marlins, I think she's a great candidate for a team. Uh, what what a great job she's done as a GM uh, with, with, with Florida. I mean, I, I the, the, think she'd be um, a great GM, yeah. There's only one small market GM that actually interviewed for the Red Sox job before they gave it to Theo, if you know who that is, who I think – would have been good in a big market team like the Red Sox, and I would have been interested to see how it went. Billy Bean. My dad really liked Billy Bean. Um, he had a lot. I he went would to have a, been okay with that. Yeah. So Billy Bean, I know. Like he, my dad had this big sales meeting every year when he was in the auto uh, sales business. Uh, and I know one year they had Pat Riley. Uh, the two they had two big keynotes. One year was Pat Riley. And one year was Billy Bean, and my father came out of that thing and just he, he was like, if you want to talk about keynote motivating people, Billy Bean really motivated a lot of people. So uh, it was good. Yeah, he had a lot of good things to say about him. Whether or not you believe in the Moneyball thing, you, you can't deny that. I mean, Billy really. Uh, I would have been I, interested I, to see how he did with the big market team. Because I, I, I think I, 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 I don't. He, I, I think he deserved. I think he deserved the shot. I agree. That I th- one I agree with. Because I don't think that he would have approached a big a big market, you know, payroll with like the mentality that Bloom had, where it's yeah. like, well, they're just trying to save the money, and it's like, yeah. you, got, you got the fucking money to spend, like spend it, like you're not in Tampa yeah. anymore, like you got money. Yeah, I think Billy yeah. would have spent it, but he would have found strategic ways to spend it. Versus, I think Bloom yeah. was like, we don't need Mookie Betts, we don't need Xander yeah. Bogarts. Let's find some cheap guys that are just as good, and it's like. That's what I. You let everybody Hector, go, though. I I don't see this guy Stearns as a great hire, in my opinion. Um, these small market guys don't work, is what I've seen. So Kevin asked an interesting question: What was wrong with Dombrowski? All he does is build championship teams. I liked Dombrowski. Uh, oh, he's we great. Got, oh, we got twenty. Great. We got twenty eighteen out of him. The problem with him for other people, meaning I I I think the front office was they didn't like. That he likes full control, and he, you know, there was talks that he gutted the farm system and traded everyone away to have the big, the big name guys in the big league team to win the championship. But in my opinion, your farm system is important. You're developing the younger guys. I get it. But when you got a big league team that's about to go on a run, and you have that that cash of yeah. players there, yeah, like. The big league team, I think, gets the priority. Like you fucking go for it. Like and and he did. And he got a you got a ring, twenty eighteen. Um 
I, I don't know. I, 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 that's the goal, right? Uh, what is listen, it that Billy Bean always said? You want to win the last game of the season. That's winning a World listen, Series. I mean, he Dombrowski's did. Been gr- he's been great for us, and guess what? We needed our farm system gutted. So it was a perfect hire. Um, I have nothing he, wrong with Dombrowski. I liked him. I wish he stayed. Oh, he, he's been a great, great uh, – I mean, we had Andy McPhail running the team before, and it was awful, right? This guy's so much – I mean – he he really I mean he really has done a good job. Uh, you know I was in. Yeah, I like him a lot. I like I like Dombrowski a lot. Yeah, I uh, was actually upset when so. they got rid of him. I was like, I, I would be too. I'd say, oh, I remember a lot of it. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna trade away your farm system. I go, I hope he does. We had the worst <laughs> farm system in the majors. I said, I hope he trades away the home farm system. Uh, he's good at he's good at signing. You know, he he finds these guys like the Castellanos and Swarbers and Brandon Marsh was one of the best trades I think we ever made. Uh, he's just been a stud for us. So, I mean, it's it's a good good day. I mean, we could be like Brian. We could be like Brian Cashman, and afraid, like he's not afraid to do things like Brian Cashman is. So, Brian Cashman's afraid to make him big trades. It seems like so. Um, which I I, I kind of don't understand because he's had so much success early on. Uh, I think he used to. But, I think he used to. I think it's uh, yeah. Because I, I mean, remember, Cashman's been there for a long time. Look, he's been a good GM. I mean, I look. I I remember one year the like there was talk he might not come back to the Yankees, and I want to say the Phillies were looking at this is about maybe twenty years ago that the Phillies were looking at him like the Philly like, uh, but he ended up resigning with the Yankees. He's been with the and Yankees I say this so after long. Ed Wade got fired, I think it's just after Ed Wade got fired as GM. That's when they were, and they ended up bringing Pat Gillick instead. So uh, I think it would be I think and I mean the day will come but I think it'll it's gonna be weird when Cashman's not in New York even though like I'm not a Yankee fan like yeah he's he's just been there so long like you know yeah like oh wow like he's not in New York now it's, yeah no I agree weird. I mean he's guy's had a good track record he has had a good few years I agree but uh a good track record. All right I, I think we've uh, gone long enough here so let's uh hey you you kept it going I know I did yeah. Anyway, that's going to be our show for this right. week. Um, yep. Thank you for everyone who watched. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe on all of our platforms and everywhere you can find your podcasts. And don't forget to go to the new and improved SmokingTobacco.com for more news, reviews, and cigar updates from the industry. We'll see you on Wednesday night with Steve Saka on the Smoking Tobacco Show. Take care. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.